Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it and we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. I know crimes. I can smell them. You don't have to smell this one. I can prove it to you 18 different ways. When I went to bed on election night, he was ahead in all those states. Every single one of those states. How is it they all turned around? Every single one of them turned around. Or is it more consistent that it was a plan to turn them around? My goodness, this is how you win cases in a courtroom. <laughs> Our goal here is to go around the Iron Curtain of censorship. Uh, what publication are you with? <laughs> you are fake news. Holy fucking shit, you guys! Very fake news. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. I agree with that. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag free over here. Get your claws back and back out of here! You are a terrific team on all counts. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, uh, if you thought it was confusing last week, I am even more confused this week. The Kraken has officially been released. Uh, from the Trump campaign, breaking this afternoon, the Trump campaign now says Sidney Powell is no longer with the campaign's legal team. She's working on her own behalf. So I guess her case is not dead. It's just not associated with the Trump campaign now. This after being featured on the Trump campaign's stage and podium at the press conference uh, on Thursday. So which is after that press conference, I at least felt clearer. There wasn't a lot. The scandal this week was where's the evidence and everyone's going after Tucker for trying to get the evidence out of Sidney Powell. I get it. There's a time and a place for the evidence. And that place is the courtroom. And I, at least you know, the, the claims were tall. But I at least thought, um, OK, we're getting some specifics here. I can see the terms of the strategy taking shape. And then one of those lawyers is, I don't know if dismissed is the right word, but distanced from today. So the confusion uh, lives on Rudy's act, uh, cases, I assume, remain active. We'll go through everything we know about the state of the election as states begin certifying their votes. I mean, we're up against the clock here. So we'll look at what lawsuits are in play, what lawsuits are dead, what lawsuits are yet to be coming. We will try to make sense of it all to the best of our abilities. 
And uh, I'm wearing my Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt because I, uh, I've been informed that it is the official coffee of racist, Nazi, domestic terrorist murderers. That's, um, you'd think Kyle Rittenhouse being released would be scandalous enough. It shouldn't be a scandal, but it is. Kyle Rittenhouse is out on bond, two million bucks. The, the sub-scandal is, is that uh, Rittenhouse's lawyer posted a picture of him wearing a Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt and through a series of tweets, suddenly Black Rifle has to clarify if they have a promotional deal <laughs> I know. with Kyle or not. Like he's out of prison and now he's, uh, he's doing commercials, basically. Hired on the spot. So we'll look at that. Uh, plus, uh, coronavirus never quits. At least I, I thought it was going to quit after the election, but the grip only tightens. The restrictions are back and they're intensifying, but maybe so too is some of the American spine. I saw some scenes this week that I liked to see protesters in California over the weekend. Uh, sheriffs in California telling Gavin Newsom, we're not going to enforce your silliness. Uh, business <clears throat> owners in New York pushing back against Cuomo and sheriffs and health departments. And of course, these things are happening where it counts the most, which is in um, authoritarian democratic strongholds. So oh, that's yeah, which I see. do have a story about that. Um, I don't know if I should tell it now or we should wait. Is it personal or what? Oh, it's something that happened to a family member last week. Um, hmm. Do I know upsetting. about this or is this news to me? No, I forgot to put it in the notes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. I was just making sure I didn't miss something. Should we wait? Should I tell it now? It's just a quick, quick thing. It's, it's, it's up about to you. Just how personally. Um, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Some family members were in Breckenridge and. Um, <clears throat> the, this chick was alone with her with her two young kids and uh, a guy like she she's in the gondola or something which sa- it sounds like she was getting outside she, they were skiing and so she's getting wow. outside with her kids some old white boomer gets in her face like this far away and he's like you need to put on a fucking mask and she you know immediately got really upset and then passersby started yelling at her too like yeah put on a fucking mask get a mask on and she's and this like is a, this know, is a member of your family who's being accosted yeah wow yeah and, and you know i called her i'm like can i tell the story because it's just she was really upset and it's just really upsetting and it's like she didn't know if if he actually thought that he was going to get coronavirus or if he just didn't want to get his precious skiing ritual taken away i'm like i don't gotcha. even know which one of those things is worse like what a piece of shit anyway she's really upset about it and it's just like when i hear things like that i'm like wow uh we've turned on each other now yeah it's a great tool for that sort of uh division no doubt um, by the way, uh, our connection's getting a little dicey again, but we'll power through it. Uh, Google has, we, we've used Google Hangouts to run this show for the basically the entire history of it, because in my opinion, it has supreme audio quality to the other options. Um, but Google has decided to totally change up their structure this week. They've changed, they've changed it into a less user-friendly system, just like Susan would want at YouTube. So bear with us while we uh, navigate a new platform for communicating <sighs> it'll usually kind of go in and out if google is any in, but you know we'll we'll deal with it anyway um so yeah we'll go through the corona the coronavirus stuff there's a nurse nurse in south dakota who appeared on cnn and told a tall tale about people <laughs> <laughs> refusing to believe they have coronavirus on their last dying breath some people at red state looked into her claims looks like those are uh, a little embellished what a surprise the, the lawn vandals are back we saw a spree of lawn vandalism in suspected hoax hate cases a, a few weeks back. Uh, it's it struck again. Uh, someone wrote Trump in someone's lawn in Delaware. Uh, we'll see if that's legit or not. And then I have a surprise cringe double feature before we get out of here. But 
Fear not. Neither of them have anything to do with sexualizing children. We are clear of that theme. Good. For the cringe. And uh, we will do all that. Plus, we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because... We are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple uh, hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristiansonMedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from our friendly listener owned businesses. Of course, this week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies. If you've been listening to the show, you know that Sonoran builds the coolest custom Glocks around. So whether you're looking to get a new piece or spruce up something that's been gathering some cobwebs in your safe, uh, Sonoran is the place for you. Or maybe you want to get your hands on some of those awesome laser engraved Magazine Sonoran can help you create truly unique and uh, functional firearm customizations. But don't forget, Sonoran can help you personalize just about anything under the sun. For example, they laser engraved the new PC I used to uh, run the show. We got nice crisp artwork of our uh, our show artwork on the PC itself. So if you have an item that you'd like customized with laser engraving, Sonoran can probably help you out. You can see everything they can do at Sonoran Defense dot com and follow them on instagram at sonoran defense for some secret designs sonoran offers listeners of this show 10 percent off all their services using promo code g's that's j-e-e-z at checkout find everything you need from sonoran plus other awesome deals from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses including charity swipes hero soap company phoenix ammunition and more that's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals deals for listeners by listeners uh, quick announcement. Uh, there will be no call-in show stream on Wednesday. We urge you to defy your governor and enjoy your friends and family for Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Sunday as usual, though. And the call-in show will return as usual on Wednesday, December 2nd. Did you take a look at this story that someone sent to me before <laughs> live? I didn't know if I wanted to surprise you with this. I want it. But um, thanks to listener Michael, let me grab the, uh, the story here. Listener Michael sent me this story out of San Francisco. Uh, a man has listed his Volkswagen Golf for sale for $4,000. Now, why is it the perfect car for blonde aside from being a, you know, a finely crafted piece of German authoritarian machinery? Well, the car's dashboard has custom Adolf Hitler gauges, both the <laughs> speedometer and the tachometer have been custom fitted with Adolf Hitler inserts. So Hitler raises his arm uh, in salute the faster you go or the more RPMs you hit. So uh, if you would that like to be so funny, I, I got to I want to see it like a video of it because I want to see I just need to see the movement. But if you want to be the proud owner of this vehicle, uh, again, it can be had for four thousand dollars. Apparently it's a 2007 with one hundred and sixty thousand miles and a five speed manual transmission. The owner says the clutch is in good condition. The brakes have just been replaced. The listing, much to my surprise, still active on Craigslist as of this hour, posted 12 days ago. Not sure if it's been sold, but they have not banned the posting. You can go to Craigslist and potentially buy this piece of machinery. I don't know. Uh, $4,000. If the car's in good shape, that might be a good buy. Then again, it has 160,000 miles on it. Yeah. Not great. It's an option. That's an option, but uh, tell me what happened with the. Uh, what, 
Last week, we went through the Million MAGA march and the attacks on it, and there was this brutal attack on an older man. And we watched the footage, and it was characterized on Twitter as, oh, that was clearly self-defense because the older man had been going after the mob. And now we have some more information on the guy who actually hit him in the back of the head and knocked him to the ground. What's the news there? Do you have his picture up? What have I told you people about criminal head shapes? (laughs) Look at that. uh, It's very... What was the term? It's very broad on the bottom and narrow up top. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have anything in his brain pan. There's just nothing, <laughs> no frontal lobe. So this guy, 39-year-old Kenneth Wayne DeBerry, uh, he was arrested for disorderly conduct, inciting violence, aggravated assault, um, felon in possession of a firearm after police found out he was carrying a handgun. So I couldn't get any information on how young this person was because they protect minors in uh, sex offenses like this. But he is on the sex offender offender registry. He's a registered sex offender convicted in Washington, D.C. in 2008 of second degree child sexual abuse against a person under 16 years of age. So uh, just like the Rosenbaum character in the Rittenhouse case, we have Black Lives Matter and Antifa pedophiles, essentially, or at least sex offenders against children running around. um Running around participating in the social justice, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, we got a theme going. Maybe we'll have to uh, keep record of this sort of thing. Jared. Well, last week, I uh, we discussed uh, Dr. Shiva's vote analysis in Michigan that suggested voting uh, precincts were being algorithmically manipulated to pull votes away from Trump in heavily Republican areas. As many of you noted in the chat at the time, there was and is a solid challenge to that analysis. You you told us last weekend Um, it's from stand up maths. The summary version of that challenge is, uh, is that Shiva's analysis can't possibly show redirected votes because the same methods and the same analysis show the same trend for Biden. Here's a a quick too long. Didn't read on that. The idea is this plot should be straight. Instead, you've got this down slope and that's meant to represent a net shift of votes that should have been for Donald Trump over to Biden. However, if you plot exactly the same date from the same precincts in the same county for Biden, which I did, you would expect to see those votes showing up. There should be an anomaly going the other way, but you do that plot, it looks exactly the same. This cannot represent a net movement of votes because Mm. both plots are the same. Now, I hadn't seen that video prior to the stream last week, so thanks to those of you who linked me. Dr. Shiva and this channel's host, Matt Parker, have been going back and forth in their arguments. I'm not taking a position on who's right and who's wrong uh, because I haven't had sufficient time to look into it, and I don't know if I have the mathematical credentials to do so, to be honest. But in the interest of completeness, I just want to make sure everyone is aware of that counter case uh, to the one that we discussed last week, and I will, of course, link that in the description for you to check out. It's compelling. Yeah, he he has a good case. Um, Shiva has uh, addressed the challenge in one of his streams as well. So, you know, they're going back and forth. And that's what you want to see. I'm just glad nobody's getting banned. I want to see these ideas battled out and challenged and and all of that. Well, uh, we'll move into the election. We'll start off. um, Well, (laughs) as I mentioned, the big news is that uh, Sidney Powell is gone. And uh, oh, God. What or at least fiasco. at least uh, d- the Trump campaign is distancing themselves from her. But last week, I and we, we I was confused by the president's legal strategy because it seemed like just a patchwork of claims with incomplete evidence. 
And it didn't necessarily have a clear strategy to flip the states that have to be flipped for Trump to win. And then Sidney Powell had been teasing all week that she had this Kraken to release. Release the Kraken. That was the uh, hashtag. And she's sitting on something so substantial and overwhelming that it will reverse the results of the election. And that's what she was saying last weekend. We heard a little bit of that from her. So she and Rudy Giuliani have this press conference on Thursday to explain their entire slate of claims and what evidence they can discuss to make their case. And uh, of course, why the election results are illegitimate and how they intend to prove it. As I mentioned, I was encouraged at least by specific claims. We can wait for the evidence for their proper venue in court, but at least there appeared to be some of that uh, organization happening until uh, this afternoon. As if it wasn't confusing and disjointed enough, Sidney Powell is now uh, on her own or the Trump campaign has distanced themselves from her. According to a statement released by Trump's legal team, it reads in part, Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She's also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. A source familiar with uh, the campaign's thinking tells Breitbart News that the team had hoped to work with her, but that Sidney Powell's public claims had gone beyond the scope of evidence that uh, they had seen and believed they could prove in court. So the Trump campaign is saying like, uh, all this crack and talk overblown. I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to demonstrate it. We're, we're walking away. Oh no. Sidney oh, Powell no. responded earlier today. She released a statement of her own saying, I understand today's press release. I will continue to represent we, the people who had their votes and, uh, for Trump and other Republicans stolen by massive fraud through dominion and smartmatic. And we will be filing suit soon. So that's not to say that all of her, that her case is going away. It's just not officially affiliated with the Trump campaign anymore. She says the chips will fall where they may, where they may. And we will defend the foundations of this great Republic hashtag Kraken on steroids. <laughs> so the, the big claims from Sidney Powell are also not going anywhere. The Kraken has cracked for the moment, but she's promising to come back with an even stronger one, I suppose. So that's that's the state of where Sidney Powell stands with the campaign presently. It's all very odd because, of course, Sidney was just at this Kraken press conference on Thursday as an official part of the Trump campaign's legal challenges. The media, the media segments she's done were promoted by both the Trump campaign and the Republican Party. And her name was referenced by the president himself when uh, discussing his legal team as recently as about a week ago. So she went from formal and featured piece of the campaign's legal team to suddenly we suddenly she's way overstated her case and we don't really want anything to do with it. Do you think it was the claim of um, the involvement of other nations of foreign nations? I don't know. They haven't they haven't clarified. Well, they're never going to. I mean, we can only speculate, but I think that that's probably what did it. It would seem that it's it's got to be this whole we'll get into the the heart of her claims from Thursday. It's got to be. The idea that Dominion was designed with foreign influence specifically for the purpose of rigging elections, and that's why it was deployed in the United States. That's a, a what she's describing would be the greatest political crime, maybe the greatest crime ever done in the history of this country. So she set the bar very high. You know, I invite the proof, of course. I want I, I want to see all the evidence. Um, but the bar, of course, had been set very high by Sydney herself. So um, 
before we before we get to Sydney, let's talk about uh, Rudy's uh, specific claims during this uh, press conference from Thursday. Keep in mind that some of these claims have already been brought and dismissed. Some have yet to be brought to court. And it's not that these claims are automatically true, of course. This is just the specific claims that Rudy says he can use to flip the election. So just state by state real quick. Uh, Pennsylvania. He says Republican poll watchers were pushed out and not allowed to observe vote counting that affected 680,000 plus ballots. He says in Pittsburgh, there were 15,000 cases of fraudulent absentee voting. If you can demonstrate that, and of course, we'll get to the lawsuit that was tossed earlier um, or over the, I think that was Friday. We'll get to that in a moment. But this is the claim. He says that it affects enough votes to flip Pennsylvania, Michigan. He says there was fraudulent mail-in ballot backdating and people voting twice, once by mail and once in person. He says there were 100,000 fraudulent ballots that voted only for Biden, 300,000 fraudulent ballots in Wayne County. That, if true, would be enough potentially to flip uh, to flip Michigan, depending on who those votes were for. But if they're in Wayne County, you would assume heavily Biden. Uh, Wisconsin. He said Republican poll watchers were shut out in Milwaukee and Madison. He said there were 60,000 absentee ballots in Milwaukee County and 40,000 ballots in Dane County that didn't have proper applications. If the absentee ballots don't have proper applications, they should be tossed. That could theoretically be enough to flip Wisconsin, he says. Uh, Georgia. He said Republican poll watchers were shut out like other states. He said there were numerous double votes, numerous out-of-state voters, and intimidation at polling places as far as evidence for all of these claims. It, as far as I understand, his evidence is almost entirely witness statements or no. affidavits. It's worthless. He says he has hundreds of these with more incoming. Eight of them or so are public. And he says because those making the statements uh, are in fear of their safety, he can't make them public now. Rudy also had sort of buried in here, and this is part of my confusion with the strategy. He he actually had a very specific claim that seems to me like it should be easily substantiated. And that's not me saying you have to show me right now. But if true, show us how, what, what numbers did you do to do the math? And, and any court should be heavily swayed by these claims. He said that he can show numerous precincts in Wisconsin and Michigan where there were more votes than registered voters. Here is his claim. And there were many precincts in which there was an overvote. It's about the clearest circumstantial evidence of massive fraud that you can have. An overvote is if 200% of the people who are registered in a district vote. Well, in Michigan and Wisconsin, we have overvotes in numerous precincts of 150%, 200%, and 300%. Okay, so the question is... Uh, where did that happen? Now, part of that could be in, in Wisconsin. We had mentioned overvotes before and people had dismissed those claims and said, well, that's because of same day registration. You might see right. a little bump. Same day registration is not getting you to 200 or 300 mm-hmm. percent. That is not going to happen. So the question is, where where are you alleging this happened? And the math should be easily vettable. I, I get it. Strategically, you don't want to tip off anything um, until the appropriate time in court. But. I, I'm not aware. When is that? When are they? When are they going to file here? Right. I'm not aware of. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I might have missed something, but I, I'm not aware of an active lawsuit in Wisconsin or Michigan that is bringing this claim. And if you could demonstrate it, there is no good answer for it. any state would be compelled to investigate that because the only question, if you can show that's mathematically true, is what kind of fraud achieved that? 
There is no other explanation for more votes happened than eligible or registered voters in that precinct. How did that happen? That's such a strong claim. Presumably he got the numbers from somewhere. Why isn't that like to me, that's point one. Yeah. Not point ten buried somewhere in there. That's that's like you need to pursue that immediately. Unless I, I feel like I'm missing something. I was surprised that it could wasn't be in him. places where it, it's irrelevant, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, that still would be evidence of voting fraud. And I don't know why they would commit fraud in counties where it wouldn't matter anyway. Or precincts. Where it uh, well, theoretically, you if, if if Democrats control those places, they have um, unchecked oversight and they could achieve it most easily and really pump up Democrat numbers to sway the state, I think would be the thinking. If oh, yeah, that happened. But but that's that's Rudy's case uh, very quickly. Now, the specific allegations from Sydney that apparently were at least part of the reason that the Trump campaign is now distancing themselves. She comes in and she makes this case saying that Dominion voting machines, which, of course, uh, have been we've seen some of the glitches that have happened with Dominion. They're employed in what, 28 states or roughly half of states, 28 states. She says that the machines were running an algorithm to weight Trump votes lower than Biden votes, effectively flipping Trump votes for Biden votes. She says election night's Trump vote was so strong that it actually broke the math in the Dominion algorithm, which is why the swing states had to pause on election night inexplicably. And she says she also can show that the same batches of votes were loaded into the machines multiple times. She says the exact same vote counts show up multiple times. These are her claims. It can set and run an algorithm that probably ran all over the country to take a certain percentage of votes from President Trump and flip them to President Biden, which we might never have uncovered had the votes for President Trump not been so overwhelming in so many of these states that it broke the algorithm that had been plugged into the system. And that's what caused them to have to shut down in the states they shut down in. That's when they came in the back door with all the mail-in mail-in ballots, many of which they had actually fabricated. Some were on pristine paper with identically matching uh, perfect circle dots for Mr. Biden. Others were shoved in in batches. They're always put in in a certain number of batches and people would rerun the same batch. We have evidence of different numbers of votes being injected into the system, the same identical, unique six digit number multiple times in at least two states that we've analyzed so far. And I'm talking about like 341,542 votes for Biden and 100,012 for Trump. Mm. That seems like something that would be easily demonstrated as well, if you can show that. Um, I, I know that this is finicky, though, but I also don't like the language of, of an algorithm being broken. It's it's like too nebulous. I don't really understand how that could be. I think why, that, why would it matter what the number is? I think the theory that she's explaining, if I follow it correctly, is that they thought that if they weighted the votes a certain way, they would get a, a, um, a plausible pro-Biden outcome with math that isn't suspicious per the registered voters in those precincts and all that stuff. But that the Trump vote was so overwhelming that the algorithm couldn't actually correct for it. Mm. That's the way I understand it. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's got... There are some problems with that theory. First of all, I assume you have evidence to to to, to support that claim. 
But then the, the other problem comes in the, with the case of the Georgia recount, which we'll get to in a moment, they did the recount by hand. And if there was algorithmic manipulation, I know Georgia had its problems. Don't get me wrong. We'll get to those too. batches of votes showing up mysteriously. And they happen to be mostly for Trump. I get it. It's not squeaky clean, but, but what she's describing, that should be massively exposed by a hand recount, unless it wasn't active in Georgia for some reason. Right. Who knows? I don't know how she would explain that. Maybe she has, but I haven't heard it now. Uh, Sydney, of course, keeps taking calls from media to uh, to show her evidence. And she says she's going to do that as soon as she can or give what she can to media. She says she's filing a lawsuit this week and speaking uh, on one show. She said that the lawsuit, the coming lawsuit in Georgia is going to be biblical. We're going to have to file several lawsuits. It's going to be in all the swing states. We are still gathering massive amounts of evidence. We will start putting documents uh, online and sending them to people like you as soon as we possibly can. I would hope that we could start that by this weekend. We already have collected more evidence than probably half the prison population is in prison for right now. I'm hoping we get something filed by next week that starts outlining and and proving the overall fraud. Tell us anything new that you're going to present in that filing in Georgia. Hopefully this week we we will get it ready to file. Sydney, what's and it, it will it will be biblical, biblical. That's the thing that that's bothering me. OK, I, I understand. I understand not showing your cards before the appropriate time. I get it. It's the getting jerked around thing. It's the it's there is no benefit to to showing your cards before the appropriate time. But what is the benefit of promising the world? Generally, the approach in any line of business is. Under promise and over deliver. Over deliver, right. And she is consistently promising the world, and I'm not saying she's under delivered yet because she hasn't had her day in court. I will give her her chance. But when you are setting the bar so high to say that it will be biblical in proportion and that you have more evidence, you have evidence beyond what most people are in prison for, there that's not media treating Sidney Powell unfairly. That is her voluntarily puffing up her own case. For strategic reasons, I can't understand. I don't see the strategic advantage to that at all. Neither do I. So I understand like people are mad at Tucker. I, I get it. I understand that, you know, there's strategy in being hush hush about your evidence. Why does that strategy not apply to uh, your characterization of the evidence? Because she's just talking a big game. And to your I point, know, I, just, I know. Yeah. And everybody seems so eager to believe, but don't you people want to avoid acting the fool, being the fool in this situation. Like, I just don't want to be jerked around anymore. And I, this is exactly like, I know we talk about this all the time, but this is the feeling that I had with the FISA thing. Like there's going to be justice. People are, people are going to go to prison, blah, 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 blah. And I was so hopeful in that. I was so disappointed that after that, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like uh, I'm done. No, nobody's going to jerk me around because I don't have any hope. So yeah. <laughs> jokes on you. Well, I, I want to be clear too. And as fair as possible, if Sydney Powell shows up with all the evidence, I, I'm happily eating crow. I'm happily saying, look, listen, I would she, be so happy, yeah. she did it. I will never doubt her again. And I also want to be clear that just cause I, I have my reservations about Sydney Powell right now. That does not mean that I think the election was squeaky clean or that there aren't any questions to ask. I'm sure I'll have questions about this election for the rest of my life. 
But uh, I'm positive there was a massive amount of voter fraud that probably would have changed the outcome of the election. I'm very sure. certain of that. We're dealing it's, just. Um, yeah, go ahead. It's the, they're not going to be able to prove it uh, yeah. because the Democrats have been preparing for ways to to do this without it being proven um, in any meaningful way yeah. for, for four years. And that's the question so, that we're dealing with. We're in the realm of can you prove it in court? Not do you think it happened? Not do you think it was sketchy? Not any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Just can you prove it in court? And um, I, I invite that happening. But uh, it, <sighs> it's, it's big talk, man. Big talk. And we'll see if she can show up with the big evidence to match the big talk. So let's uh, let's move into the state of the states, or at least the important states, the states that have the potential in theory to sway the outcome of the election. So Michigan was the scene of a lot of chaotic back and forth, specific, specifically with the Wayne County Election Board throughout the week this week. Uh, now the, um, the Michigan State Board of Canvassers is scheduled to meet and certify the state's results tomorrow on Monday. The Michigan Republican Party and the Republican National Committee sent a letter to the state board on Saturday asking for a 14-day delay to audit Wayne County. But state law does not allow that, uh, according to the state election board, and it appears the certification will go forward tomorrow. Trump, meanwhile, had been meeting or, or did meet on Friday with Michigan legislative leaders, apparently trying to convince them to choose a slate of pro-Trump electors to represent Michigan at the December 14th vote. It doesn't sound like those legislative leaders are on board with that idea, uh, nor is it clear that Michigan allows legislators to choose electors to vote for anyone other than the person who received the most votes in the state of Michigan. So I would I would put that one at at I would put that one currently unless they have some ace of spades they're planning to use in the very, very long shot category. Uh, Uh, Did we miss something on the Dominion voting machines? Oh, I, I think I did. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it was one thing. You're right. One thing I had to say in favor of Sidney Powell doesn't mean, uh, or at least in favor of the theory, doesn't mean that it happened, but it does mean that it's possible, something to consider. This was, um, this was a clip from Fox News, uh, back in 2016, showing uh, he's a Princeton professor, and he says, "Yeah, I have hacked Dominion voting machines. Check out how I did it." Thank you for reminding me. Can a machine be hacked? I have demonstrated how to hack the ABC Advantage voting machines that we use in New Jersey. He says it could happen by simply swapping the machine's computer chip for his own. Uh, And I'll just have to replace uh, this one ROM chip with a fraudulent computer program. He was able to change the votes the machine counted. I figured out how to make a slightly different computer program that just before the close of the polls, it shifts some votes around from one candidate to another. And now to hack... A voting machine, you have to uh, get seven minutes alone with it with a screwdriver. The good news is it's not something you can easily do from Russia. But the bad news is that it really is possible to do locally. Well, the voting machine company Dominion told us the demonstration is not a realistic assessment, not a credible test, they say, because it was not an actual election. Well, but the security of your machine was compromised. That's... Right. So, yes, to be fair... Uh, definitely possible. At least it's been demonstrated before. It's just we need to show how it was done conclusively. That's kind of where that yeah. stands. When was that? That was 2016, a 2016 mm-hmm. story on Fox News. And of course, Dominion's presence has only expanded since then. And I think it's fair mm-hmm. to, to ask, too, independent of Sidney Powell's case, 
to the extent that we know these are vulnerable systems and the way he described, why has Dominion's presence and contracts expanded across the country in that amount of time? Yeah. Fair question to ask. No matter what happens after this election, I would hope that um, that we could all move in a direction toward more election security, transparency, vetability, so that we don't end up in a fiasco like this again, where nobody really trusts the results. Yeah, I would I would love to see that happen. But of course, um, those things are racist, I'm told. Making sure that the election is secure and transparent is racist. Are you ever going to trust election results again? Without significant reform, it's going to be very hard. I mean, if I if, if we could figure out reforms that that convince people of one security and two transparency. Uh, yeah, I think it could I could it could return. But the status quo this year's status quo, I think, is not acceptable to, I would hope, most Americans, regardless of outcome. It's not about my candidate winning. It's about like, do, do I trust the results and can I be sure of how those results were achieved and who monitored all of it? And who, uh, can you be sure of basic things? Like, is the person whose name is on this envelope, is that actually the person who voted? Mm-hmm. Is that person actually alive? Is that person a resident <laughs> yeah. of the county or city or whatever in which they claim to live? Basic questions like that would go a long way anyway i'm uh, moving moving on so the uh so that we, we discussed michigan georgia georgia had a recount this last week uh, it was a recount and an audit as we discussed and at least for now um it, well I, I guess it's final for now but there are a lot of questions going forward so the the recount as i mentioned uncovered at least three batches of thousands of votes that were just found in a few counties uh, surprise, surprise, those newly discovered votes favored Trump. So Trump did pick up about 1,300 votes in the end. He closed his gap with Biden to about 12,500 votes. So net pickup for Trump, but not enough to sway the outcome. Georgia, Georgia certified the vote on Friday, as the law requires. But after certification, the governor now says that he wants the state to conduct another audit comparing the signatures of voter applications and mail-in ballot envelopes to those on the approved voter file. So the signatures were not part of this first recount and audit. And that was a major source of controversy. I don't, I'm not sure I understand exactly why the Secretary of State, I'm sure the much maligned Secretary of State there, I'm sure has an explanation. But yeah, it does seem like a basic idea, again, of security and and transparency to, to match the signatures of those people who are voting by mail that just to match uh, and verify that you are who you say you are, those sorts of questions. So uh, we'll see if they have another audit that considers the signatures. Additionally, the Trump campaign has filed for another recount. State law allows campaigns to challenge if the margin is less than half a percent, which this result currently is this recount. I mean, I I highly doubt this is going to do anything because this recount is by scanner, not by hand. The first one was by hand. And as far as I understand, there's no audit component to this recount. It is literally just rescanning the ballots that were already scanned. So I would not expect the Georgia result to turn around pending any sort of signature audit like the like the governor is requesting. OK, um, and then the, the other thing I wanted to mention about Georgia, like I said, the emphasize here this was a hand recount so all this talk of algorithmic manipulation it it must have been turned off in georgia for some reason i'm not saying that it's can't possibly have existed somewhere else but what you saw in georgia 
except for those mysterious patches of votes that just happen to be mostly for Trump. Those, I'm not dismissing those. What I am saying is that the machine count and the hand count were not drastically off. The, the, I think they were within like, uh, you know, a, a, a few dozen or a few, not even a hundred votes, something like that. So algorithmic manipulation, how that squares with a hand, hand vote, I would have to hear Sidney Powell explain. Presumably it wasn't present in Georgia, but was elsewhere. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania, the, the Trump's lawsuit in Pennsylvania was dismissed by a federal judge and Trump's uh, legal team on Saturday now says they, they plan to appeal that case to the Third Circuit uh, and potentially to the Supreme Court. The theory of the case is that Pennsylvania violated the Constitution's guarantee of equal protection under the law because uh, some primarily democratic counties had different election practices than others, including um, allowing voters to change or correct their mail-in ballots after mailing them. That wasn't true across all Pennsylvania counties. They're saying some voters had different protection of the law than others. The, in this, in this particular iteration of the case, U S middle district judge, Matthew brand disagreed. He dismissed the suit with prejudice, accusing the Trump campaign of trying to disenfranchise almost 7 million Pennsylvania voters. The Trump campaign issued a statement saying this decision actually helps them in their strategy because they want to get this case before the Supreme court. So they're saying this just fast tracked us up to our Lord and savior, Amy Coney Barrett, or maybe we get Clarence Thomas's revenge against Joe Biden. Uh, after the after the scandal of his confirmation hearing and Anita Hill and all that. Uh, so that's Pennsylvania, uh, Arizona. So d- during the Kraken press conference on Thursday, Rudy said he expected to file a new lawsuit in Arizona on Friday. But uh, I didn't see any coverage of that happening. And the latest report I saw on the Hill uh, on Friday was that a judge dismissed a lawsuit from two voters alleging mishandled ballots. And according to the Hill, that was the final election related case pending in Arizona. So if he's going to file one, he said it was going to happen Friday. I don't think it did unless I missed something. Maybe there's another one coming. But again, like you have to you have to flip a combination of these places. You need Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona or Michigan could come into play or Wisconsin. But you need some combination of them all. And if and I haven't heard any talk about Nevada. So if you're just letting states go if you believe in this Pennsylvania case and the Supreme court taking it, the Supreme court would have to have reason to take it almost certainly. And if it's not going to sway the outcome of the election, they probably wouldn't. And it would, they would just let it. So delusional. Nothing is going to happen. And isn't this just representative of the entire Trump presidency where he's just jerking around the constituents that got him elected. Like I'm going to build the wall, blah, blah, blah. Like uh, all of these promises and promises made promises kept. Instead, he signs two massive spending bills, (laughs) nearly gets us in another Middle Eastern war. And he's going to talk about how he's like the best president of our lifetime and everything like that. Well, of our lifetime, that's probably true. Right? I still overall appreciate Trump as a president, but I, I, I'm not seeing the strategy on this legal front. And I'm not saying like, again, it's not me saying, show me everything you have. I demand to know it. I'm just saying uh, it would be nice if your commitment is to your voters, as has been explained, it would be nice for just a general concise explanation of here's what we think happened. Here's you know, we'll bring the evidence to court and we'll we'll see what happens. I know. Instead, it's this you know, patchwork of throwing stuff at the wall on a week by week basis and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just I don't see the coherent strategy here. Uh, Alan Dershowitz tried to explain it. Um, and he's Alan Dershowitz still thinks that Trump has a, a path. 
So to give as much credit to the strategy as possible, uh, here's what he had to say. Um, this, of course, a- a- absent Trump, like pulling a miracle and flipping these states to put himself over 270. Dershowitz doesn't think that's Trump's strategy to actually get himself over 270 uh, electors to win the presidency. He says um, what Trump's actual strategy here is, um, is it's not to gain the necessary 270 votes. It's to deny to deny Biden the, the necessary 270 votes. So the strategy includes a few possible avenues. One as we saw in Michigan, even though I don't think that's going to work in that particular case, uh, convince Republican secretaries of states or legislatures to deny certification, thus denying Joe Biden electors sufficient to win on the December 14th uh, meeting of the electors where they vote. That would send the election to the House where Trump, in theory, would win. Mm, That makes sense. And the other idea would be carry the equal protection argument to the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania But again, unless the Supreme Court has reason to believe, unless that's going to change the outcome, the Supreme Court might not take that case at all. So, yeah, I mean, if if you if you somehow delayed or denied Michigan, if you flipped Georgia on a on a uh, a signature audit and then you came to the Supreme Court with a Pennsylvania case that would deny Biden the 270 under those circumstances, Maybe the the court takes it and maybe you have a weird house decided election. It's, that it's makes always more been a, sense to me than uh, than him trying to win outright in any of these states. That's what it that's what it sounds like. I mean, it's, it, if he's right, then the then the 270 electoral votes aim is out the window. And instead, it's instead it's a if it's in a less common path to the White House. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying that that's not legal like if, if if there's doubt that joe biden is the legitimate winner of electors in certain states those electors should not be awarded to joe biden don't get me wrong um yeah if that happened if neither candidate received the necessary 270 electoral votes and the house decided it uh i'll see you in the bunker and i hope you have a lot of ammo and a lot of uh ramen noodles <laughs> oh i truly hope that that happens <laughs> that's such that's- a, a- better alternative to the series of rolling lockdowns that we're up against with, you know, geriatric Biden. I guess might as well just get some board games and hang out either way for four years. It might be the same, might be the same. Maybe maybe it will be. We'll be in our bunkers either way, I suppose. So I I don't know what percent chance to put this at. I I mean, if it was me guessing, I would put this outcome at like less than 1%. I think it's highly, highly unlikely um, I will, of course, wait until the necessary and perfectly legal days in court. Um, and as I mentioned, if Trump does prevail in this way, I will eat crow on the stream. I will make a sandwich. I'll oh, put some hot I will sauce be on it. So happy if I'm wrong about this. I still, it's, you know, I still want him to win. I still wanted him to win. Um, but, you know, he didn't prepare people very well for the obvious voter fraud that was going to occur. Hmm. And now I just I just feel jerked around by all of these these very grand claims. I believe that there was voter fraud of, of, of an extraordinary scale. I, I really do. But um, I just don't have any faith that there's going to be justice in this process. I, yeah. I have no faith in the, any of the institutions anymore. So why should I think that, you know, it, it's going to come to light and, and he'll be president. I'm, I'm done. I'm not hoping anymore. I'm over. It's over. I'm, I'm done. There, I think in all likelihood, there will come a, a day where we'll have to confront the reality of this man <laughs> supposedly being the president of the United States. Uh, Joe oh Biden speaking to governors this week about how to solve coronavirus once and for all. I'm convinced he's the man with the plan. Governors, governors need to be able to get funding 
when they dispo when they dis they need to uh, and, and bring, bring their National Guard into play. We talked a lot about with the governors about what the immediate needs are. I'm going to we're going to impose the we're going to enforce the excuse me, employ the Defense uh, Reconstructed Act to be able to go out there and dictate companies build and do following things. What? Clear. I don't even know what he was trying to say. Build companies and do following things. Is that what I he think, just said? I think what he's saying is that like private industry needs better direction or leadership from the federal government to create um, like personal protective equipment and other resources that are needed to fight coronavirus. I think that's what you he were was able saying. to extrapolate that from my that Biden, pile of words. My Biden translation skills have improved <laughs> over the year, I think. But I mean. Imagine believing that that guy, the only reason that we don't have prosperity and safety and that coronavirus is even still a thing, it would have been defeated ages ago, is if that guy had the reins of control, everything would be running smoothly and easily. We should centralize control with that bumbling old man. That's not their plan, though. It was it was always about Kamala. He is he is a puppet for sure. Um and I mean, imagine believing not only that, but also believing that that guy received the most votes in the history of the country. That's uh, that's the reality in which we yeah, get to enter. I just enter. don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think most people do. I, I mean, half the country does not believe this is a legitimate election or going to view Biden as a usurper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's probably the attitude that I that I will have. Um, I think at some point you have to. Like obviously, I want the the investigations to get to the bottom of um of as much as they can. At some point, you have to accept. If you can't prove it, you have to accept and move on. And uh, and if, just from a, a legal perspective, I suppose. But will I ever believe if if the status quo remains and nothing changes? Will I ever believe truly, deep down in my heart, that Joe Biden is the most popular presidential candidate in the history of this country? No, I will There's not. There's no way. Uh, I, I nobody believes that. that. I mean. There's a massive enthusiasm gap and Democrats aren't. Are they truly enthusiastic about Joe Biden? This this blubbering old fool. They can't be. Uh, no, they're just enthusiastic about the degree to which he'll lay down for the AOCs and the rest of the squad and the Bernie Sanders people and uh, the the potential bridge to communism he represents. That's the source of enthusiasm for for Joe Biden. Anyway, that's all I got on election stuff. Uh, next up, we got uh, the release of Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, yeah, some good news for a change, right? I yeah, Well, careful. You might cost us a, a, a Black Rifle Coffee endorsement if you speak too loosely about it. That was my first thought when I saw him in that T-shirt. I, I, like, I agree. Huh. When I saw the picture, I thought, I wonder if they're going to say anything about that. I think you know, they probably had to address it. I think I'm a I don't know what they were supposed to do. Yeah, I think I'm a little more sympathetic with Black Rifle than some people are, though I get the criticisms. But we'll hop into that. Um, maybe we're should we take a quick break beforehand? I confess I have to go unprofessional and I need to pee. If you can bail me out with a few super chats. Sure. Let me reload really quick. All right. I will be right back. Thank you for your patience. Okay. Guys. Do, 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 do. I see you all in the live chat. I understand that I'm not I'm not loyal to Trump, but I think that a lot of people have fallen for this cult of personality. Um, this should have never been about Trump. He wasn't ever going to rectify the situation that we're in. Uh, people have to realize that it, it's not the end of the world because Trump didn't get, didn't get reelected because he wasn't going to 
be able to pull us out of this out of this downward spiral anyway. Um, okay, let's get into some super chat. This is Russ. Um, getting all the chips on the Kraken now. I'll be hitchhiking home from Vegas busted. So have my last $10. Just kidding. I'm thankful to be gainfully employed. That's really good. Unemployment numbers are unsurprisingly way up this week. So I'm glad that you are gainfully employed. I hope that you can continue and you aren't affected by the coming lockdowns. Um, Grim Turd. My definition of a free society is a society where it is safe to be unpopular. That's uh, all by Stevenson in Detroit, 1952. Here are some pesos for whatever, uh, whenever the leftists infringe upon your sandy safe space. It is inevitable. Um, Daniel Kunkel, a year of first for me. I got my first boomstick in February, my first AR rifle in April. Now I've decided to buy body armor. I hope I don't need this stuff better to have it and not need it. That is true. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, congratulations true. on uh, taking responsibility for your own safety and your own defense. Um, Swiftner Braveheart says, happy almost Thanksgiving. I'm thankful we have this sa- this sanity safe space to share and that you have all persisted with your work to build it. Remember the Alamo, those men kept on despite the odds and outcome. Yes, I, I understand, but I'm, I also am not going to be made a fool of, um, I'm not going to continue hoping in the face of overwhelming evidence and institutional failures that we're going to be able to pull this one off irrespective of whether or not there was massive voter fraud, which there clearly was. Um, I just don't, I just don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. Should I, I, am I wrong? I mean, should I still be like, oh, he's going to pull this off. He's going to pull it off. He's going to pull the country out of this downward spiral. He's going to save us all from what's coming. I know it. Like, I just, I I just don't want to lose commitment to the evidence and it's not a demand to show me all the evidence right now. It's just saying in general, I think it's a good principle to maintain skepticism until evidence is shown. I will happily wait for that evidence to be shown, but given the disorganization that is going on right now, I don't have a lot of reason to have the Trump campaign is telling me they don't have faith in Sidney Powell's campaign. Like if I have faith in Trump, I can't have faith in Sidney Powell at this point. Yeah. And I wouldn't have faith in either one of them strictly because of who they are as a person. I would have faith in the evidence itself. And I understand Sidney Powell is a high profile lawyer with a pretty good track record. Why would she throw away her reputation on something that is impossibly overstated? I don't know. I hope that's not what she's doing, but I I need to see this play out until I buy in. And uh, I will, of course, watch what she has with an open mind in the meantime. Yeah. And I truly hope I am wrong. Yeah, truly. I need four more years to prepare. (laughs) I really do. I'm not (laughs) ready. I'm not ready. Yeah. Um, Mr. Cyanide <laughs> says, please, everybody quit a propagating the Sidney Powell Dominion conspiracy theories. I don't think that these are conspiracy theories. I mean, when I listen to Sidney Powell talk, I'm like, that sounds like it is totally feasible. And I have major doubts about the validity of any vote that was run through a Dominion voting machine. I think that they are hackable. I think that this was probably the aim of the left. Honestly, I think that most of the things she's saying are probably true. Uh, but I just don't think that we're going to be able to prove it in such a way that it's going to alter the election outcome. The good news for you, if you're sick of Sidney Powell, is Sidney Powell is on the clock. Sidney Powell has to put up what she's got very soon. So I don't I don't think we're going to see a lot of these gigantic claims like this linger for a very long time. I don't think um, and maybe someone tries to put together the case over the long term, but you're not going to hear it weekly updates like this if, in fact, the electors yeah. vote and Joe Biden is formally named the president elect of the United States. Let's do a few more. Mr. Sinai again, please everybody uh, quit propagating the Sydney Powell dominion conspiracy theory. She's attracting from the strongest arguments Trump has and making a laughing stock of us all. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there is some validity, like I just said, to the Dominion voting machines uh, being being hacked. But it's it's the it's the remnants of this uh, foreign interference in the election thing, perhaps that I find distasteful because it's just right on the tail end of dealing with this Russia hoax <laughs> and four years of me being like, oh, you know, foreign foreign inter- intervention is it's it would it's, be so unlikely. It doesn't seem feasible. And now I'm going to yeah. be like, well, maybe I mean, I mean, it's a lot of there are a know. lot of stretches in that Newsmax segment I featured uh, part of that. She goes in and says that the governor of Georgia needs to be investigated for whether he's being paid off by Dominion. I mean, this is a guy who's been a Trump ally the entire time. This is a guy who says he wants a signature audit for me to believe that Brian yeah. Kemp is an agent of Dominion. That's another layer of a giant claim that I need to see giant evidence for before I can buy on to that sort of theory. I mean, Georgia to me is the is doing a lot of damage to Sidney Powell's theories. And I would like to hear Sidney Powell explain why Georgia doesn't fall in line with those theories. But maybe she will. Uh, Dee Dee says, dude, it's because this is a nothing burger. I want Trump to win, too, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Could be. We'll see see how it goes. We will see. Aladdin's nightmare. What do you call an old man who wants to take over the world with chocolate, graham crackers and marshmallows? George Samoros. (laughs) Good one. Excellent. Love you guys. Brian says, imagine thinking our boy Donnie T didn't use the most powerful office in the world and access to our FISA courts to prepare for this. Biden will concede. Man, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope that I have gravely underestimated Trump's capacity to affect change. Uh, I I truly do. But I don't think I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, Myrna, my boyfriend who was watching the show, who I was watching the show with back in July is now my fiance. Hey, oh, congrats. We plan to get hitched in December. Thank you, Blonde and Matt, for planting the seed that he should just ask. I wonder if she sent a super chat about it. And we were like, oh, <laughs> put a ring on it, man. I hope so. Um, Congratulations, guys. We'll circle back. Do you think that's enough for now? Uh, yeah. Let me uh, check in. Uh, I opened the treasure chest on DLive. Much appreciated, guys. Let me check in what's what's being said over there. Uh, ETC, thanks for supporting the show. Um, Chubby Stubby says, think the Powell News is just clarification. Think she wasn't part of the legal team, but had info that helped. I don't, I suppose, but then why do you put her on the podium? Why do you make her part of the event? And then why is Trump describing her as part of the team on Twitter a week ago? I, maybe, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but it seems odd. And it seems odd that Powell wouldn't respond with a, with a similar statement. If that was the case, if they were actually in agreement. Tiger Tooth says, uh, or just, uh, supporting. Thank you for Ninja. Uh, sorry, buddy says, uh, Seeing the current allegations, Powell is overstating the case at the very least. Unbelievable. We shall see. Chubby Stubby says, what the hell is the office of the president-elect? I think Obama made it up, actually. <laughs> really? It's, it's not a real thing, technically. I think Obama oh. was the first to do that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, C- C2K says, more blacks voted for rapey racist Joe than Obama. <laughs> That's true. That's, that is a fact of U.S. history now, whether you like it or not. When my kids are taught that in school, I'm going to dispute it, though. I'm going to apply one yeah. of those Twitter disputed tags to that piece of text. The uh, Raptor says Fox and just the news are both carrying a story about Wayne County rescinding their certification. Well, uh, they did. So um, unless something just broke, what happened in Wayne County was there are four, uh, whatever the officials names are, who certify the election, two Democrats, two Republicans. The Republicans initially refused to certify because uh, some of the tallies didn't match up. 
And then in exchange for getting an audit from the state, the Republicans agreed to the certification, but then backed off later and filed affidavits saying they were bullied. And that was where it left. But I don't think their affidavits actually changed the certification and they're not going to stop the state from certifying tomorrow as far as far as I understand. But if there's breaking news that I've missed, please do update me because all of this stuff is um, is changing very rapidly, of course. Uh, just a couple over on Streamlabs, and we'll hop back into the uh, the news. Cameron says, so this uh, Virginia official breaks the law while using underhanded means to eliminate political opponents. Talk about crying out in pain as they strike you. Anyways, uh, there has been, uh, has there been any talk about doing a secret Santa for the community? Uh, would love to do that this year. That's an interesting concept, although might be dangerous. <laughs> uh, maybe I could think about some ways to make a little uh, Christmas fun around here. That might <laughs> I might think about that. I think you're. I, I assume you're talking about this uh, Virginia lawmaker I was talking about in the last video. Um, I don't know. Did, did you uh, catch that video at all or catch that story? Was, uh, yes, um, I did not watch your video, but I yeah. If if people um haven't caught the story you can check it out in my in my last video but uh this the statue case the statue vandalism in virginia where the statue fell on the guy's head and almost killed him there the police chief charged who's black by the way charged like 20 people in that case one of whom was a state senator and then in making the charges the police chief gets fired and all the charges get dropped for everyone including the state senator admittedly this the case against the state senator was a little weak is about what she said rather than what she did but you can't tell me there weren't any crimes committed that day. Like, come oh, on. yeah, so it seems a little corrupt. Uh, Phil says, happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Uh, I see you and yours. My family enjoyed some turkey today, and I was reminded of how blessed I am. We never know how many more days we get to spend with older family members, and we have to take the opportunities where they exist. Here, here. Agreed in full and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Dancing Israelis says, Matt, have you ever uh, <laughs> noticed that conservative women smell like baby powder and home baked lasagna while liberal women smell like. Uh, say it. Smell like. Uh, I don't want to say this word. That's too dirty for my parents to hear. <laughs> smell like. Uh, can I, I'll just say ejaculate and abortions. How about that? That's, that's more medical. You're right. I shouldn't have encouraged you to say that. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Mike I'm sorry, DeWine's Mr. and Mrs. Christensen. Shit-eating grin. Lameo Sidney Powell's already been axed. Team Trump announced it this afternoon. So y'all should uh, talk to Nick Rikita. He's uh, pr- been pretty good at laying out the legal steps Team Trump needs to take on being uh, confused as to why they're uh, not doing it. Well, yeah, I, I, I look, I'm, I'm more than open to understanding the Trump legal team's strategy. I don't think that their strategy is coherent. I don't think it's well explained to the public. And that leads me to believe it's not well organized to them. That's, that's my thinking, but we'll see. Uh, Martin says observers are to keep the process honest. And this does, uh, this must include access, not a hundred feet away, not six feet away, but over the counter's shoulders. If law was not followed and votes can't be authenticated retroactively, throw out the precinct. Fuck Kraken. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show. No, I agree. It's not, it's not a totally, um, baseless claim uh i owe you a bernie by the way on that one i am not it's not a totally baseless claim to say that if if votes were not counted according to what this the law in that state prescribes they shouldn't be counted i understand that it's just you're going to have to get the courts to agree with that statement based on the evidence and i don't know what the standards are going to be is it going to be 10 feet is close enough five feet 
I know in some cases they had people like up in balconies, basically, where you can't actually even see anything. They had binoculars, yeah. Oh, is that they actually had binoculars? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, it's probably insufficient, I think, to the common man's understanding. But I guess we're going with that. Just your standard RWDS says, I'm getting bored of 2020 in the election. Our rights have been eroding for the last 120 years. Can 2021 be the year where we find a little Rittenhouse or Pinochet in all of us? <laughs> Two or three years of blonde didn't blackpill me. Six months of Timcast IRL did. Wow, you've been out blackpilled by Tim Pool. You hear that? <gasps> oh, my God. I'm just trying to be realistic. I mean, there's there's nothing worse than having than being wildly hopeful and having it thwarted by a big dose of dark reality. Mm. I'm just trying to be sensible about the future that we're going to endure without it destroying my life right now. Sure. Uh, Crypto Crook says, hi, Matt and Blonde. Thank you for the sanity safe space. This is a weekly reminder of the most based messaging platform out there, Telegram. Join it and stop worrying about censorship. I suppose I should. I mean, I've, I've hopped on pretty much all the alternative platforms but that one. So I have no excuse not to. But wait, uh, which one? Sorry. Telegram. Oh, okay. I think Are my hesitation. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. I think my hesitation with Telegram when I looked at it was I didn't understand it. This was months ago. I, I didn't get how it worked. <sighs> we're too old for this. Yeah. But uh, we're already aged out of all of this stuff. I'll take a, I'll take another look. Wingy says uh, Joseph Goebbels said the same thing Biden said about the public sector, quote unquote, helping the private sector in an interview before World War II. Goebbels said or Goebbels went on to praise FDR for his new deal. I think that speaks volumes. Uh, the source is Mark Felton, uh, top Nazi everyday voices at 127. There's a video source for that. If you know. um, yeah, I mean, uh, when you make it through Biden's babble, if you think about the philosophy that we think he's expressing, but you never know what the way he talks. Yeah, the idea that there should be government centralized control of all industry in pursuit of great outcomes, if only the government had those reins of control. And that, that, that's, a, that's a big philosophical problems there, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, who knows? Maybe Joe Biden will save us all. I can't wait. Can't wait to find out. Mm. Let's move on to uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Other big news this week is that Kyle Rittenhouse is officially free uh, or at least, uh, you know, he's not in jail anymore. $2 million cash bond. What are the uh, facts of his release? Yeah. His defense team set up a public fund. I assume they did not use GoFundMe months ago. Safe bet. Um, And it brought in millions of dollars, but the people that helped the most contributed the most money seem to be Mike Lindell of my pillow guy. And actor Ricky Schroeder, who I knew nothing about. Apparently he was in NYPD Blue. Is that right? I don't know anything about that guy. I don't know anything There's about him. There's a picture of him. He's the guy on the right the in, the, in the black rifle photo, right? I think yep. that's who he is. Uh, put him over the edge uh, so that he was able to make this $2 million cash bond. And so, so he is out. Um, I mean, temporarily. He uh, He's due back in court on December 3rd for a preliminary hearing. And for those okay. of you that didn't already know this, he's been charged with intentional homicide, reckless endangerment, and being a minor in possession of a firearm. We talked about this. Oh, so they uh, did tack on his gun charge. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't clear if they did or not. Okay. Yes, which is unfortunately legitimate. But, you know, if all goes well, that'll be the only, the only charge that he has to carry. Yeah, and his friend, as we updated prior, it turns out he... Uh, got that firearm through a straw purchase of his uh, 18 or 19 year old friend who lived in Wisconsin. So that friend has been charged with a felony crime. That is, that's not a good look there, but I, I was a little, I was, I was interested in written. So Rittenhouse gets out of jail 
and apparently talks to the Washington Post. Uh, it was a jailhouse interview. Oh, so he wasn't Post. he wasn't free then. Right. Oh, OK. I thought he was out. Did you um, listen to this interview? It was most of it was just about Rosenbaum's sad childhood and how he got molested and blah, blah. Like, you know, like he's oh. homeless because of all and he was a drug addict because of all these terrible things that had happened. I'm like, I'm just listening to a story about this, this person that became a, a drug addicted criminal, like a what? bad criminal yeah, and a sex offender and like and a sex offender tried right. to attack a kid. I'm like, am I supposed to be sympathetic? Like, oh, he he got molested. So maybe we should throw the book at Kyle Rittenhouse. I was like, this is anyway, that's what most of the interview is about. At least at least about half, probably 40 percent. Um, Rittenhouse, he did admit this. I found baffling. He admitted that like right away that the money from the stimulus and his unemployment check was what he used to purchase this weapon. And I'm just thinking, like, why would you make that admission? Why? Well, I, I guess I don't understand why Rittenhouse is talking to the Washington Post at all. I, yeah. I, it's sort of a curious decision by his legal team. But yeah, I mean, what, because we know that the acquisition of the firearm had criminal elements, rightly or wrongly, it did. Straw purchases mm -hmm. are federally illegal. You're going to have problems there. Not necessarily for Kyle, but for the guy who did the straw purchase. That's a problem. If you're asked questions about the acquisition of the rifle... Those are the most, in my mind, the most legit legal questions in this case. It's yeah. not, those are independent of the claim of self-defense. It's just, how did you get the gun? And if you didn't get the gun through legal means, not that it's illegal to buy a gun with stimulus money, but it's just, it seems like a curious decision, one, to have Kyle Rittenhouse talking to the Washington Post, and two, talking about the single biggest liability in his case, which is the acquisition and the possession of the firearm. Right. Odd. I don't understand, but they apparently talked about. I wonder self, if he did it against too. legal advice, if if that's even possible. I, I doubt that, though. I doubt he would do it against legal advice. I'm not keen on uh, what lawyers usually do, but it, I've heard of cases where clients do not comply with the direction of the legal team, and so the legal team drops them as clients. That's oftentimes what happens in some in cases like that, right. as far as I understand. So I don't, um, I, I assume the legal team signed off on this, but I don't know. I'm just assuming that. Outside of that, he didn't really say much that we didn't already know. Um, but in the article that the post posted about the interview, they said um, that Rittenhouse said that he did not regret that he had a gun that night and quote, I feel I had to protect myself. I would have died that night if I didn't. Um, but outside That's of that, I mean, it wasn't a, uh, he, he it wasn't a super controversial he didn't, he sure. didn't really say anything that... and that's the point for emphasis it's like i take no joy in what happened but they gave me a choice between punishing them for chasing and attacking me or having my face melted into the concrete that right. was the choice i faced in the moment i regret the outcome because i don't want that to happen to anybody but those people were going to make my face in the concrete one and the same and that's the point like i'm glad he got to that in the interview but uh, but yeah, the questions about the gun were weird, uh, or the fact that he'd answer them were were weird. Anyway, yeah, that scandal one that Rittenhouse is out that we allow our we had AOC was going after Rittenhouse and saying the fact that he's uh, free is demonstration of white supremacy or something because if he was Muslim he'd still be locked up or something something like that. Uh, that's the that's the scandal for the left in the first case. The scandal the secondary scandal is that in that picture. Kyle is wearing a Black Rifle Coffee Company t-shirt, <laughs> which you know, even just the photo, like it doesn't, it's not Black Rifle. 
necessarily, but let's say he's wearing a Nike shirt. Let's say he's wearing an Adidas shirt, whatever it is. You'd expect any company to the extent, not because what Kyle did is right or wrong, just because he's a highly divisive cultural figure right now. You'd expect any company to be like, oh, fuck. God damn it. Now we're in the controversy. Now we're in it. That's kind of what happened to Black Rifle Coffee. Because what happened is that picture gets tweeted out by the lawyer with no comment on the coffee company. Just the fact that he's wearing the, the shirt. And then, as far as I understand, Elijah Schaefer over at The Blaze picks up the picture and tweets out, Kyle Rittenhouse drinks America's best coffee confirmed. Use my promo code. <laughs> like promo code lol dead pedos for 10% off whatever he tweeted something like that like a promotional thing it's it's listed here in the story but to be as fair as possible he, he tweeted kyle rittenhouse drinks the best coffee in america and then he included a promo code to receive a discount and this was per the salt lake tribune <laughs> yeah okay. and so they had to come out uh with a statement had to i don't know they could have said nothing i suppose I don't know what what slightly offensive has to do with any of this. He's a, that's Elijah Schaefer, who that's his podcast. So his podcast. No, I know. Is, no, no, no. I know. But um, I don't know why him tweeting uh, some kind of benign commentary about this is somehow an indictment. Uh, oh, because of, pe- of, people interpreted that to mean that Black Rifle endorses Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, but what does slightly offensive have to do with it? I don't I don't really because know Black the, Rifle promotes on the blaze, including his podcast. Ah, there's the link I was missing. I was yeah, like, so his this seems random code, to me. Like the Blaze's promo okay. code or his promo code. Oh, was so it was at, an actual promo code? I thought he was just making a joke. No, no. Like the Blaze, the Blaze and his show run Black Rifle ads. Ah, I bet so he got in hella trouble for that. Oh, I'm sure he got a phone call from Black Rifle. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. So I, 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 like, I bet I he got it. in trouble at the Blaze. I'm sure he probably did. Yeah, yeah. definitely. The tweet is deleted um, anyway. now. So anyway. I'm sure it is. Uh, anyway, so they came out and they made a statement. They said, we do not support legal advocacy efforts. We do not sponsor, nor do we have a relationship with the 17 year old facing charges charges in Kenosha. We believe in the integrity of the legal justice system and support law enforcement officials. I mean, that's about as benign as they could be. Um, they kind of got thrown into it. That sucks. Yeah. Well, on the, a lot of people, so black rifle, there's a lot of people hating them right now. The left, because they endorse a terrorist, and the right in, 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 in uh, the view of many because they've now disavowed a kid who did nothing wrong but defend himself and his community right. even the headline here in the post-millennial black rifle coffee disavows kyle rittenhouse following pressure from the left i actually unless i'm missing something i don't think that that's a fair characterization i don't think that they're disavowing kyle rittenhouse right. they don't they even name him they're just saying we're not we don't sponsor that's not a sponsorship thing of us and we'll let the legal system play out now maybe you want to see more affirmation maybe some people say listen this is a company that's branded with second amendment themes and advocacy and yet they bent the knee the second they got a whiff of controversy on those issues a lot of people wanted them to see one of them to come out and make a kyle rittenhouse joke and like say awesome job kyle thumbs up i get that criticism too i just don't I don't grant the criticism here that they bent the knee as thoroughly as a disavowal. This to me does not read Kyle Rittenhouse is bad and we have no association. It's just they, they are saying we don't associate with him, but not not the, the missing link is because he's a bad guy who did something wrong. They're saying we just don't have a relationship with that person. The legal system will decide the, the question in play. So I don't they were dragged. They were dragged into this by one, a T-shirt that was worn and two, 
a tweet that maybe was a joke. Maybe I, I don't know. It's, it's a tweet by someone who has an affiliation with them, but I think they were dragged into this and I don't think that they're throwing anyone under the bus in response. They're just clarifying what is the nature of this arrangement between all the individuals. Yeah. I can kind of see both sides of this though. So, okay. So make the case that black rifle is, uh, make the case that they're, they're, they're bending the knee too hard that they're disavowing and they're, they're bitching out. Well, this is an opportunity uh, to praise somebody that acted appropriately in a clear self-defense situation. I, I agree with that, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that they straight up disavowed him. I think they were just, bold, they were, they were like, we really didn't want to be involved. We didn't ask for this. <laughs> didn't ask for this. Well, I'm being kind to Black Rifle. I will say there are there are other reasons not to be kind to them, too, in addition to maybe not sticking up for the Second Amendment and self-defense as aggressively as they could to the extent their company is branded on those themes. Uh, there were claims that Black Rifle had actually um, pulled their sponsorship with the Blaze, and I would have a problem with that if they bitched out so far as they actually... Is that confirmed? So it, people were saying that on Twitter, and then... Black Rifle responded saying, we did not pull our sponsorship from the Blaze. And I was thinking, okay, good. So someone must have just said that and you guys, um, and then there was confusion on Twitter and you're just clarifying. That's fine. Uh, That's not how that rumor started, though. The reason the rumor started is because Black Rifle Coffee Company started that rumor. Per the Star Tribune, not the Star Tribune, the Salt Lake Tribune. Quote, a spokesperson for the coffee company told the Salt Lake Tribune on Saturday afternoon that the company was terminating its sponsorship of Slightly Offensive. But late Saturday, she said she had misunderstood. Quote, we are not fluctuating our ad spend, she said in a text message. We did have a conversation with Schaefer, the guy who posted the promo code, and he understands that the post was a mistake. So they they were telling people, we have no association with the Blaze anymore. We've terminated that relationship. Then they came back hours later and said, oh, no, 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 everything's normal. It's fine. It's just we had a conversation. It's fine. So presumably because of the fallout from that initial statement. It does appear that Black Rifle has had some mixed messaging and maybe has put their finger to the wind a little bit to see what they should do per the Twitter outrage rather than standing on principle. I can grant those criticisms. I I, I think that those criticisms have some validity. Uh, Sounds like they cucked. That's my official prognosis. (laughs) Now, like I said, now everybody's mad. So what my favorite thing, because the calls for boycotts are out. So. My favorite for my pillow too, because Mike Lindell put up the money, a lot of the money to get him out. So Bet Midler and the rest of the Twitter mob are calling for a boycott of my pillow. You got all kinds of progressives uh-huh. and leftists calling for a boycott of Black Rifle, as though any of them had any Black Rifle coffee or subscriptions or any of that stuff in the first place. They don't. The boycotts that potentially matter are people on the right wing who are pissed off because Black Rifle is basically the anti-Starbucks. Like we have, yeah. We have pro-America coffee and we have anti-America coffee, <laughs> essentially. That's like the world we live in. Maybe not quite that stark, but you get what I mean. And uh, and, and the MyPillow guy, like, I who are the progressives who are buying up MyPillow? Because Mike Lindell's been politically active for a long time. Remember, he had the cameo mm-hmm. in Unplanned. He destroyed a Planned Parenthood in the, in the <laughs> Unplanned movie. He um, remember he got into a controversy in the spring because he spoke at the White House about converting huge portions of his company from pillow manufacturing to mask and other PPE manufacturing. And it was controversial because he dared reference God 
in his speech and people freaked out because that was a violation of the separation of church and state. Mike Lindell has long been politically outspoken. And if you were that rabid of a progressive, I highly doubt that you were buying my pillows in the first place. So I don't think that boycott's going to mean anything. Throw away your my pillows, though, if you have them, says Bette Midler. But I don't know. Um, will this uh, will this white black rifle? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm guessing probably not. But we'll see. I get the criticisms. I'm not that mad at them. I think they uh, they got pulled into something here, and they really bungled the response and should have stood on principle. But they haven't pissed me off so much that I'll you know that I'm going to rip them and and say they're terrible and they're betraying. Blah blah. I, I'm not that mad. I'm not that riled up about this. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm. Maybe I should be, but I'm not. Anyway, we will, of course, follow the Kyle Rittenhouse saga as it develops. December 3rd, you said, is our next court date. So maybe we'll have some more more news then. Okay, well, let's hop into the Rona. Many, many pieces of Rona news, increased uh, restrictions, increased uh, lockdown measures, and um, all, all of this in pursuit of the science that we can't ever question and that we have dictated down to us from uh, the top, from the mountaintops of the experts. You know how it goes. Well, there was an interesting study released this week from Denmark. And this, according to the LA Times, is the first and only randomized control study, uh, randomized controlled study of the use of masks to prevent the spread of coronavirus. And according to the LA Times, the, <laughs> the conclusion as they're spinning it, and in fairness to them, as the researchers themselves have spun it in many ways, is that masks are most effective if everyone wears them. That's the takeaway that you're supposed to get from this Danish study. So to give you an idea of the methodology here, more than 6,000 volunteers in Denmark participated in a study. Half of them received surgical masks. So mind you, surgical masks, not just, um, you know, not, not a buff, not a neck gaiter, but the stuff that you're really supposed to wear per the experts, the stuff that's supposed to be most effective. And they were asked to wear them anytime they uh, leave the house for a month. And the other half of the study was not given that ask. Now, overall, 95 of the volunteers then became infected with coronavirus, 95 out of roughly 6,000. According to the LA Times coverage of this study, the story itself, quote, no matter how the researchers sliced and diced their data, they could not find a strong signal that the volunteers in the mass group were, prote- were more protected than their counterparts in the control group. That is the conclusion. People who wore masks got coronavirus. People who didn't wear masks got coronavirus. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened. 95 out of 6,000. So actually a pretty low infection rate for both, both groups. But, th- but that, that's the conclusion. And the LA Times turns around and emphasizes that, um, that the actual correct conclusion is masks are more effective if everyone wears them. And how you get there is by really... Uh, critiquing the finer points of this of this uh, study. So prior studies are are laboratory settings. You set up a mask and you you blow some aerosol through it and you observe the reduction and spread of droplets and molecules throughout the air. And they're saying, well, uh, this one you can't conclude much on the study in this case because this is about people going about their lives and wearing their masks imperfectly. So some of these people didn't always wear their masks. Some of those people uh, wore their mask hanging off their face and not covering their nose. So you can't conclude much. What you can conclude is always wear your mask. Well, is that a flaw 
Or is that actually a characteristic of a good study? Because we are human beings after all. There is no such thing as a human being who wears a mask perfectly, even those whose intent is to wear it perfectly. Yeah, we, yeah. We make That's mistakes. why all condom use studies uh, include a typical use and a perfect use. Category. Good point. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the exact same idea that... It, the question is, what's better to do a strict lab study that's not necessarily representative of real life or to observe humans out doing what they do in real life, doing real life behaviors. So. Um, uh, to be fair to the study, I will say that those um, and, and those who are more pro mask, those arguing for masks generally don't argue that masks protect you. Remember, that's what the study was looking at here, that the people who wore masks weren't themselves more protected. They argue that masks protect others if you're carrying the virus, and that's not, strictly speaking, what this study studied. But to me, I think it's reasonable to infer. Bottom line, if the masks were highly effective one way, protecting you if you have coronavirus from transmitting it to other people, maybe you wouldn't see a 100% black and white correlation between wearing the mask and not and transmitting it or not, but wouldn't you see some elevation in the protection for people who were wearing masks versus not, even if it was predominantly a one-way protection as opposed to two, why, why do we see no relationship? That seems very odd, even if uh, you believe that masks only protect others and not you. I, I Anyway, that, that's why you see the spin on this into being, the only conclusion is wear more masks. It's the unfalsifiable conclusion. No matter what the study said, that's, that's what media and certain pieces of the medical establishment would say doesn't matter what the study says at all it's just the narrative screw the evidence who cares i mean honestly i wouldn't even encourage uh, people to wear masks unless they were sick or had underlying conditions in the event that it did protect you because our goal needs to be herd immunity um so so why does anybody even bother the real reason that they're doing this is so we have a visible symbol that we are living in a different society now that is controlled by other people and that we don't have the powers that we used to have. They want us to be reminded on a daily basis that, that we can't do what we used to do. This is about control. Um, you know, even if they worked, I would be like, why, why are you, why are you wearing a mask? Stop being afraid of coronavirus. It's going to be fine. The conditioning aspect of a lot of this does make me nervous for sure. And, you know, I mentioned the devotion to the mask being kind of quasi religious. Get this. The, <laughs> This was tweeted out by a um, by a physician. Uh, so he's a, a health policy and public health analyst, and he's a physician. Named, his name is Jeremy Faust. He tweeted a modified version of the Marine Corps Rifleman's Creed. All right. He wrote, this is my mask. There are many <laughs> like it, but this one is mine. My mask is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it as I master my life. Without me, my mask is useless. Without my mask, I am useless. I, uh, I, 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 he seems pretty useless regardless of the mask. I can, I can grant oh, that. This wasn't in jest. No, this was serious. Like this guy's oh, absolutely my serious. It, it is, the tweet got ratioed, but his point is serious that, that, that the mask and you are one and you are equally vital to the lives of each other. That's what, that's the point that he's making. <laughs> no, I, I just, when I was reviewing the outline, I was like, oh, I just, I just assumed that this was some commentary on uh, how we've become um, too complacent. No, no, no. About He's the serious. Mask wearing. Oh He's my dead God. serious. That's so bad. That's so demoralizing. That's a serious point. Uh. Over in Pennsylvania, the, the commitment to the masks will always maintain. Over in Pennsylvania, Health Secretary Rachel Levine, Dr. Rachel, 
a very feminine Dr. Rachel, if you remember, <laughs> in, in Pennsylvania, issued uh, more coronavirus orders this week. Now, explaining them on Twitter, the health department says masks are required indoors anytime you're with people from outside your home, including inside your own home. So if you have friends over, family over who don't live with you for Thanksgiving, for example, they have to wear masks by state mandate. How the hell are they going to enforce that? Are they going to bust down your door in the middle of your Thanksgiving dinner or the Cowboys game or whatever? Uh, who knows? I mean, but the idea that uh, remember the governor of New Jersey had said before that he recommends wearing masks inside your own home. The state of Pennsylvania is now saying it's mandatory. We'll see what wow. they do about that. Are we going to listen to a tranny about this? Everyone is this what <laughs> I'm, I'm reading her Wikipedia, her Wikipedia, uh, yeah. like highly credentialed. This is remarkable. Graduated from Harvard, Tulane School of Medicine, completed a residency in pediatrics and a fellowship in adolescent medicine at Mount Sinai. These are the kinds of people that are going to be making hormone replacement therapy decisions in children. Yeah. Also making sure that your Thanksgiving is safe and sound. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, She seems to be estranged from her rabbi because of the transition, though, according to Wikipedia. Oh, no. Severed. Cut off. You're done. Well, I, I don't think uh, Rachel has actually severed or cut off. Actually, it doesn't look like I, it. I think just yeah. the hormones. Maybe. Oh, there's some titty action going on. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what, what to do about this. We'll save the examination, the physical examination for later. All right, moving on. Gross. Um, this tweet was great this week in South Australia. You're not even supposed to walk your dog. Now, there were 22 cases reported earlier in the week in South Australia, and the government there ordered a six-day total lockdown. And yes, that means total lockdown. A woman by the name of Andrea asked for clarification on Twitter, and her husband, because uh, her husband, her idiot husband, was trying to walk the dog. And she wanted to know if that's actually allowed. She tweeted uh, at the South, South Australia police, quote, for the sake of my stupid husband, who's doing a Karen from Brighton moan, can you please broadcast very specific information about walking the dog? And the <gasps> South Australia police responded to, hi, Andrea, you cannot leave the house to walk the dog or to exercise. Now, it looks like the tweets have been deleted, uh, or at least Andrea's tweets. That but Andrea, is shocking. When I saw this, she thanks them after. So it wasn't like, lol, fuck that. <laughs> she was like, oh, thank you. You know, prayer emojis and hands clapping. And she's oh, very gosh. excited about this. Serious question. I mean, it's absurd on its face, but serious question. What if you live in an apartment building? Like, where does your dog poop or pee? Yeah. How, I get it if I have my own private lawn or whatever, but where, if I don't and I have to take my dog to the park or like walk him on the side, whatever you have to do, oh where God. does your dog poop and pee? And that relationship too, that their yeah. marriage, that's so such a, a large commentary on their marriage. It's like, it's so telling. Um, I don't advocate for spousal abuse or divorce, but in this situation, <laughs> I don't know. She might need a, a beating. I, I think that's legitimate. A light beating. <laughs> a light one, Susan. Def- and it's defensive at this point because she's trying to get the cops it to is. come raid their home. My stupid husband who's being yeah. a Karen. Why, why does everybody not know what being a Karen is? Stop reappropriating hate- the term Karen. Yeah, I hate how that was co-opted. And now you're a Karen if you don't want to wear a mask. That's not that's not what that means. Tell me what happened in this German case. I saw this clip going viral on Twitter and I thought there's got to be more to that story, but there might not be more to that story. No, I mean, everything that I found out subsequent to this story uh, was speculative. Like I got deep into some Reddit threads 
Uh, but I'm pretty sure we can tell just based on the video evidence what what happened here. Should we play that first or should I explain it? Well, so it was going viral on Twitter. And the claim is that there's a German doctor who's been critical or skeptical of coronavirus policy. And he does these mm-hmm. live streams where he talks about it. And on the live stream, German police bust down his door. They raid his home. They arrest him. And then the, the German police turn turn the stream off, basically. Check yeah. it out. It's very appropriate. It looks like that's coming from an attic somewhere. (laughs) It's very German authentic, it appears. Um, so people are, were saying that, that no reason for his arrest has been officially revealed. Um, there were rumors that he's provided medical assistance to hundreds of protesters during lockdown, um, and during the lockdown protests against the administration. Uh, and then there were also rumors that he's been non-compliant with, with the lockdowns and the laws enacted by the German government. So some people are speculating that there could be more to it that than is known presently, um, because this arrest was made after the German pol- parliament passed the infection protection law. Hmm. So I got deep into this Reddit thread about this because this is, this was so shocking to me. And a lot of people were saying like, there's more to the story. There's more to the story. And then a spokesman came out, I think yesterday and said that this was, um, probably in connection with his use or possession of narcotics. I'm like, yeah, that guy's got narcotics at his house. Well, he is a, is he is a doctor, right? I mean, maybe they could find a workaround to go after him on something like that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is as it appears. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they do it in this country, too. Remember the Coast Guard man with his uh, the white supremacist Coast Guard man with his arsenal and his uh, cache of weapons. They went after him on uh, on drug issues. That's how they got yeah, him, too. Yeah. And the same spokeswoman oh. emphasized that this has no correlation, no connection to coronavirus or anything hmm. involved okay. in the lockdown or anything like that. I mean, they're, they're clearly lying their asses off because people were so outraged. Well, there have been uh, speaking of Germany, I don't uh, have a, a video of it, but I know there were massive protests. and They had to deploy like fire hoses to disperse those people. The Germans are showing some signs of unrest against uh, lockdowns. Good. And for a while this week, I thought, man, are the Germans or the rest of Europe, are they actually going to stand up for themselves quicker than we will in the United States? That'll be a little bit shameful. But it does appear as the lockdowns return, in some cases even intensify, that some pieces of America where Americans really need to find their spines, maybe they're starting to find their spines a little bit. Starting in California, there was a... uh, a sizable protest. I don't know how many people were there, but this was in Huntington beach over the weekend. Gavin Newsom issued a a new order for California. And there's a 10, a 10 PM curfew. You got to be home by 10 PM because coronavirus only infects at 10 Oh one, whatever. And, uh, people in Huntington beach just said, no, we're going to go out and protest in the street. Now, is it tons of people? Maybe not, but that's a start and it's enabled in part by the refusal of Orange County Sheriff Dan uh, Don Barnes 
announcing uh, his refusal to uh, to enforce the curfew or other restrictions from the governor. He says in a statement in part, quote, the governor's latest health orders have created a significant amount of uncertainty in the community regarding the feasibility and constitutionality of enforcing these modified stay at home orders. Let me be clear. This is a matter of personal responsibility and not a matter of law enforcement. Orange County Sheriff's deputies will not be dispatched to or respond to calls for service to enforce compliance with face coverings, social gatherings, or stay-at-home orders only. Deputies will respond to calls for potential criminal behavior and for the protection of life or property. In other words, the proper role of the state and the proper role of law enforcement. Round of applause for uh, Orange County Sheriff Man. And he joins... Sheriffs in San Bernardino, Riverside, and Ventura counties in the LA area who also will not enforce. The sheriff of Los Angeles County says he will not says he will seek to educate residents and not make arrests. Okay, so they're just going to come and yell at you a little bit, but at least they're not going to try to get forceful with this sort of thing. In Northern California, sheriffs in Fresno, Merced, Sacramento, and other counties have also announced they will not enforce. Newsom's orders and why would you after his whole restaurant fiasco in which he tried to double down on a bunch of his claims and say it was outside and all that nonsense that we already went through but these people clearly live in a world where they they try to hold you to rules they themselves do not obey why would you comply they don't buy it themselves but what they're doing is really dangerous i mean they clearly don't fear the populace anymore these people should be afraid that we're going to murder them french revolution style <laughs> that's really how you keep balance in society um but they have no fear of us i think yes. that that's that might be the problem so you know maybe um gavin newsom will get what he deserves and it'll get all the other uh governors and local politicians and what he deserves is being duly and fairly elected out of office with the properly uh, configured dominion machines susan that's what he deserves that's what i was thinking <laughs> to your point when the government fears the people there is liberty there's a reason why that statement exists uh in, in new york they uh, uh gathered inside oh, this was so great gyms again gyms gyms are crushing it you had the new jersey gym um attilas you had the gym in San Francisco with the whole police gym fiasco. Now you have a gym in Buffalo. So gathered inside Athletes Unleashed Gym in Orchard Park or Buffalo area, I guess, uh, upstate New York. A number of business owners refused to comply when a health department official and the Erie County Sheriff's Department entered their facility. The business owners who taped the interaction told the health department official and the sheriffs to go get a warrant and to leave their private property and to cheers from the business owners the authorities complied leaving the gym and the front of the business here is the scene uh from upstate new york i've lost friends I've lost family who've killed themselves i've seen clients die because they've lost their livelihood i'm sorry to hear that i know you are and i'm just a pale, i'm asking for you to guys have some compassion for the people that have lost everything we do have compassion for people. Who okay, well, you need to go have compassion out in the parking lot. But this is private property. This is this is private property. This, you should all be wearing masks. How can I'm not you doing have masks wrong. on? Don't worry about my health. My health isn't you're, your concern. We're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a government. Okay, well then write me up. It's the law. Okay, then but then then take me to jail. It's not the law. Then take me to jail. Dude. Go get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Yes, you do. Come back with the warrant. Who reported it? Who reported it? You know what? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's anonymous, anonymous, right? It's yes, anonymous. It but can't it's a be anonymous. Complaint. You need it to know you're accusing. You need to know it cannot okay, be anonymous. Okay, you gotta go get a warrant. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Good. 
I, okay. that's it's exactly the sort of scene i've been waiting weeks and months to see and yeah. uh ironically so there were about a hundred business owners gathered at this meeting before they were reported by an anonymous person for exceeding the uh, cuomo edict of no more than 10 people at gatherings but according to local reporting those business owners were meeting ironically to discuss coronavirus related restrictions that's why they were having the meeting and i guess they'd all decided on this gym as a gathering point now, i've not seen any reporting if any sort of punishment is forthcoming to the host business or the participating businesses we'll see if cuomo lies down for this or not but yeah again as we've been saying people one of the most frequent questions we get in super chat or on the call-in show when does all this end how does all this end it's we all want to know the answer to that the best answer to that is when we stop saying no or when we when we start saying no rather when we stop complying and we start saying no in exactly this way look at that these guys didn't even have to get aggressive or violent they just knew their rights and they started asking questions like listen exactly yeah. i will say that uh, i mean for, you're the fourth amendment protects you from unlawful search and seizure so they do you, you do have to get a warrant they're right about that um, but they, the government has a wide latitude in cases of legitimate endemic and pandemic threat, which this is not. That's the thing. They've really cooked the books on all the numbers, made this seem like it's way more of a public health hazard than it actually is. So they, they have, we're, we're not going to be able to get anywhere by challenging the constitutionality, um, of the lockdowns and the mask mandates. What people yeah. are going to have to do is businesses are going to have to get together and demand to get a warrant and they're going to have to gum up the works because we all know that the wheels of bureaucracy turn incredibly slowly. Yeah. It would be really, really difficult to do that. But what they're going to do next is they're going to start revoking people's licenses. Um, and then people are going to have to operate their businesses illegally. That's the only way I see it happening. I think, and I think that's why like they've increased restrictions around here on restaurants and bars again. And I've always wondered why, because they never explain the data. Are those actual sources of spread? Why do you pick on these places? And as far as I understand, and people explain to me, the reason states love to pick on those places is because of the liquor license. It's a very easy regulatory threat to dangle against these businesses that you might not have in the case of something like a bakery or I don't even know about a gym. Like, does the does a gym have the same regulatory licensure uh, as a liquor as a liquor place? Probably not. Um, but it's, it's well, very easy for them to target them because of the unique licensure requirements. That's true. And in terms of constitutionality, you could have some protection in that regard if, if not all businesses are being treated with the same sure. level of restriction. Yeah. Um, but that's only going to work for, I don't know, religious populations, racial demographics, things like that. Just in, in layman terms and simple terms, I just appreciate the effect that no, get the hell out of here. <laughs> in that case, no, get the hell out. Magic words. They worked wondrously and i hope that inspires some more people to not not just resist for the sake of resisting to take ownership of your own life again it's your business it's your property it's your health your body your choice take ownership of yourself i, I applaud these uh, businesses yes. in new york for doing that and in terms of the mask mandate um businesses cannot ask you what your specific disability is yeah and there's no reason you know if we can if we can get some some tranny to like prescribe hormone therapy to some seven-year-old why can't we get some sympathetic doctor just to say that we have asthma um they can't <laughs> ask you anything about your disability status yeah we need some so just uh, say dissident physicians out there well right i mean just say i can't breathe with this mask on i can't breathe. <laughs> and i can't they, breathe they has can't been effective in other contexts yeah it, it allows you to they seize total you... control over society whenever exactly, you want yeah, yeah. 
they can make you leave the business only if they've provided um, some kind of alternative way for, for like curbside pickup and things like that. Sure. Well, the last thing I want to say on coronavirus is uh, there was another tall tale. We had a few of these back in the spring. These uh, nurses who would go viral with their crying videos or their dancing videos, or in some cases, tall claims of what the virus is doing. So in a CNN piece this week, after characterizing South Dakota as the worst place in the country for coronavirus, I think they were going by infection rate or I, I don't know what metric they were using, but South Dakota and Christy Nome, they're the worst corona hell in the country. CNN hosted this nurse, Jody Doring of Woonsocket, South Dakota, and she had a viral Twitter thread this week and she, she was invited on the show on the show. She says she has seen a flood of patients, coronavirus patients who are so critically ill, they're on their deathbeds, but they're in denial of having coronavirus and they're expressing that denial in their dying words. As they, as she watches them pass away, they still refuse to accept that they have coronavirus. Here are, here are her claims. They come in, they're horribly ill, they're gasping for breath, and yet they don't believe they have COVID? Yeah, I think the hardest thing to watch is that people are still looking for something else and they want a magic answer and they don't want to believe that COVID is real. And their last dying words are, um, this can't be happening, it's not real. And when they should be spending time FaceTiming their families, they're filled <laughs> with anger and hatred. And it just made me really sad the other night. And um, I just can't believe that those are going to be their last thoughts and words. Anger? And hatred towards you? Um, you know, I think it's just uh, a belief that it's not real. And nursing happens to be on the receiving end of that. Okay. I'm on my deathbed, but fuck you, bitch. I hate it. It's not real. It's a hoax. <laughs> Come on. Who? I mean, on its face, that sounds yeah. silly. This is like the... Uh, it, it reminds me of the lady at the DNC who said, like, my dad died because he supported right. Trump. And on his deathbed, he was like, oh, you must vote Biden in my memory. Or whatever. Yes. And then it was that fat Mexican chick. Right. And she yeah. was uh, estranged from her father. Yeah. It, we it, found it, out these eventually. sorts of claims. So just on its face, it's silly. But the, the good folks over at Red State dug into this to try to really vet it. And it turns out so. She's from this tiny little town called Woonsocket in um, in South Dakota, Sanborn County, in which Woonsocket, where Woonsocket is. That has that county has had just one coronavirus death since the beginning of the pandemic. OK, that doesn't mean that she works in that county necessarily, but gives you an idea of the scale of the deaths. She was an employee at Huron Regional Medical Center, uh, where she's worked at times on the coronavirus unit at the hospital, according to Red State's inquiry. Now, that hospital where she had worked, maybe still works, it's unclear, but that hospital had seen only six deaths total since the beginning of the outbreak and 22 total in the entire county in which that hospital is. So uh, so you have a tiny amount of deaths at the hospital that she worked at. Additionally, turns out she's an ER nurse and she's not an ICU worker. So if she's having contact with coronavirus patients, it's going to be on that initial contact where people are having shortness of breath or other Ooh. symptoms that would bring them to the ER. She's not monitoring people and caring for them long-term as they slowly die of coronavirus in the ICU. In so her role at the hospital in combination with the tiny amount of deaths really calls into question about what she's actually witnessing here. Another point that they emphasize that's very interesting in her original Twitter thread, her original post, she never referenced death. 
She just talked about how patients at, at her place of work deny coronavirus even when they have coronavirus. Then she gets on CNN and suddenly the story elevates to patients on their deathbed talking about how they still don't believe in the Rona. So the story has, has fluctuated a little bit too. Every time I'm so we sick hear of these nurses, like I've got to lick all the, the buttholes of these, of these frontline workers that aren't really doing anything as far as coronavirus is concerned. A nurse is a job like any other. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this, you know, and you know how I, you, I could tell she was lying just based on what she said. She was talking about how, um, and she's sad that their last words and thoughts are angry. She's not sad that they're dying alone or <laughs> yeah. that she has to witness their death. She's just sad about like their state of mind when they're dying. It's like, nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody dies happily. That's not how you go. Everybody goes out fighting and screaming and you stuff heard and in it. denial. That is a um, heart that is too cold for blonde. That's how you know that it's fake. I mean, he- <laughs> you're a lying bitch, a fat nurse. I'm going to have to, Oh, you're doing such an amazing job. You keep the world running with you, with your nurse hands. I'm so grateful. You fat. <laughs> oh if only I'm she was governing the state she would teach uh, christy gnome a lesson get her in there mm, okay christy gnome that's uh that's it on that front it is time for hoax hate and then i just have a couple pieces of surprise cringe and we'll catch up with your chats after that thank you for patience guys but it's hoax hate time and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice We heard a few months ago about a string of lawn vandalism, people who claimed that racist or pro-Trump messages were being burned into their lawns with weed killer. Remember, one of them was that that guy who was so partially Asian that he had to explain to you how Asian he was, even though he looked. Oh, he was like, I am two percent Chinese or whatever the hell. And that's actually half. Yeah, that's why my white neighborhood in rural Minnesota hates me so much is because I have like two percent slanty eyes. So they came after me. Anyway, that that guy was part of it. Just like, um, I mean, this trend is amazing because just like the Nazis who are so kind that they only strike the glass on your car with removable paint or they only leave a note under your wiper blade. Um, it's very nice of them to do this easily repairable lawn damage. And this is what we're seeing in uh, Delaware. So an elderly racial activist in Lewis, Delaware, says she's been hit by uh, these lawn vandals. Her name is Charlotte King, and she's the chair of the Southern Delaware Alliance for Racial Justice. Charlotte King is the chair of the Southern Delaware Alliance for Racial Justice. King was shocked at what she saw, but she is turning that shock into a rallying cry. I ran out the house, which is not exactly running since I can't walk. Charlotte King lives in the Wolf Point development in Lewis and is very active in the community mostly known as an advocate for racial justice. Over the weekend, she found the word Trump written out on her front lawn. Somebody used a weed killer to burn it into her grass. It was painted over by a landscaper today. Really bad job, <laughs> They did job, a terrible job. Like, <laughs> still pretty legible. Yeah. A landscaper today. What the Alliance has tried to do is only do positive work. One neighbor I spoke to says King has posted anti-Trump comments on social media. A post back in late October on King's personal page expresses negative opinions towards President Trump and his leadership. But King says this is not a Biden-Trump issue, but a reason to come together. We all have to respect each other. 
uh, and work towards no. that beloved community. Police say that they are not investigating the incident as a hate crime. Yeah, so not? why? That would be the question. Because they almost always do, even when it's really silly. They're almost always investigating as a hate crime. What do the cops know that this reporter doesn't? And, oh, God, uh, she actually thinks she's done a good thing. She's like, I'm bringing people together by illuminating this underlying problem we have in society. We have to respect one. I don't have to respect you, you old hag. She is, no, people like this need to die just taking up space on this planet. Good okay. riddance. Uh, I don't even know how to qualify that one for Susan, but uh, all right, point taken. Um, I'm not saying killer. I'm saying natural, natural causes. business in like five seconds. <laughs> Okay. I appreciate uh, just another example of how it's everyone else's uh, job to unify. Oh, we all need to come together and unify, except for me when I go out and post how Trump's a Nazi and anyone who supports him is a Nazi enabler on Facebook. Yeah. I think they presented it in the story as though, oh, she posts anti-Trump stuff all the time. So that's why she was targeted. To me, the obvious conclusion is this lady has terminal TDS. So she probably yeah. would hire someone to go out into her yard and burn Trump right in front of her stupid sign that nobody cares about in the middle of her dumb yard. Yeah. Anyway, we'll update you if we uh, see any conclusion in the story with a couple of pieces of surprise cringe before we get out Ooh. of here. Um, I suspect you have seen at least one of these, namely the first one. It got a lot of play this week. And uh, so I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen it. If not, this is the sort of thing that will certainly make the blonde eye twitch. What exactly are white people superior uh. at? seen it saw it yeah what are white people superior at what are white people superior Ooh, at woof. <laughs> white people are great at having fun that's a function of white supremacy because they just don't have as many stresses as we do white people are very superior at their privilege and utilizing it we do not have the privilege to do whatever and however we want to what exactly are white people superior at uh not getting arrested. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Privilege. Privilege. Killing victimized. Playing the victim. Congratulating <laughs> themselves over shit that they're incompetent at. <laughs> they're superior at being dicks. So what exactly are white people superior at? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Oh. <laughs> Well, that one guy was right. We are better at not getting arrested. I, I thought that that was a moment of clarity. I thought, okay, um, statistically, yeah. that's true. Go on. What what might explain it? He didn't say <laughs> not being criminals, which is what he really meant. But okay. right, another way of explaining it. Yeah. I, I, got, I mean, do black people really think like this? Like they would have some great society if white people didn't take everything from them. And why does every country in Africa suck terribly? Why? Where's Wakanda? Uh, tell me black people obviously where's the uh, there are black countries that white people have had you know, nothing to do with and they're some of the worst places on planet earth uh, <laughs> this lady I mean, the fact that they asked this lady in this still frame has anybody in the history of the country ever stuffed her face more with the uh the fruits of of predominantly european creation i suppose than than this woman I mean, if, if I, I need a lecture on how to be a good person from or just a functional human being from this. I mean, anyway, um, Jemima the Hutt. Right there. <laughs> Yikes. Got a little Pocahontas in there somewhere, too. I don't That's know. 
anyway, this is from the cut. Yeah. Uh, this is the channel we've done surprise cringe from in the past. They've done things like normalizing abortion for children, try, teaching children about how normal abortion that is. Uh, the sex how, toys thing too. The, the sex toys thing with children, explaining ch- transgenderism to children. At least there weren't any kids in this one. That's an improvement. But uh, you can also take some solace in the legendary ratio that it is, that it's experiencing right now. 7.3 K upvotes, 86,000 downvotes. That's a good, healthy negative ratio. Um, and I just want, I just, I know that it's the obvious point, but I just want to, I want to clarify for Susan. It's pretty weird to say that white people are liars, thieves, or otherwise undesirables. Cause I'm told by YouTube's hate speech policy that that's not allowed. It's removed the videos promoting hatred against individuals or groups based on ethnicity or race. That content is removed from YouTube. Yet this mm-hmm. channel is promoted to the degree of 10 million subscribers and half a million views uh, why? Why? Uh, this is a classic example for someone to make the exact same video talking about black people in all sorts of negative stereotypes and just see what Susan does to it. See what happens. Can you tell me what black people are superior at? I don't know. <laughs> it's basketball. End of list. Uh, getting arrested to that guy's point. Yeah. yeah no. And did you also know that or notice that there's just a disproportionate number of like weird sex people like yeah, yeah. i don't even know what some of those people were like, tra- like where's this where's just the normal black guy he's not in yeah there. yeah he's not in For there. real not included there's like some fags and then there was a tranny i think in there maybe two trannies i i don't i don't even know i don't know the uh i i i will recommend to you and anybody who might have some time to kill at school or work have a stroll through the comments section on, uh, who is it good? <laughs> so one of the top voted comments is, um, what are white people good at, uh, creating a functional industrialized society? Okay. That's, that's a good one. Uh, what are white people good at, good at, uh, we're good at putting up with stupid crap like this, but it's getting harder every day. Okay. That's a fair point. ratio. And, uh, what was the other one I like? Oh, incredibly fake. Uh, not one person said swimming. That's a fair point too. Where's black? <laughs> where's black Michael Phelps? I haven't seen him. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. My here's my other piece of uh, surprise cringe. This is a, a little bit older. It's from about a month ago, but it's new to my attention. Let me know if you've seen this one. Good morning, sunshine. I miss you. I could kiss you right now. Yeah, well, someday. Curfew is now in effect. All unauthorized citizens must stay indoors. Sarah, what's going on? Department of Sanitation. Sarah, talk to me. I think my neighbor has a fever. It'll be so much easier if you just open the door. Sarah, Sarah do not open that door. No, please, I'm That Mm. is the trailer for Songbird, the movie, otherwise known as like coronavirus, the documentary, (laughs) apparently. Yeah. 
available on demand december 11th so a split ratio on that one 14,000 up 9.2 thousand down as one commenter on the trailer notes it's highly ironic that we're being told to stay home and save lives while hollywood is uh making this movie freely Uh, people are not staying home and saving lives while making this movie that's fine Um, but the movie is produced apparently by michael bay really some sweet explosions in it and the um I mentioned it's coronavirus, the movie. It legitimately is based on coronavirus, uh, the actual virus and the concept. So the premise is that by 2024, coronavirus has mutated and the world is in its fourth pandemic year. In the United States, people infected with the virus are taken from their homes against their will and forced into quarantine camps, also known as Q zones or concentration camps where some fight back against the brutal restrictions in these camps, the infected are left to die or forcibly get better. Nico, a motorbike courier with immunity due to the fact that he was infected prior is in a relationship with Sarah, a young artist whose lockdown prohibits them from physical contact. When Sarah is believed to have become infected, Nico races across the empty streets of Los Angeles in an attempt to save her. So, um, to me, it looks like a continuation of the conditioning. I might check this out on the hope that it's like an actual, uh, like a dystopian presentation of where we're headed and maybe we shouldn't do this shit. This is, is this predictive programming? I'm yeah. probably going to watch this. I might check it out. I honestly might. Michael Bay is a hack, but I, I, I'm going to watch this. I, I love the cringe regardless. So I know I probably should not support this because again, I just don't like the idea of being lectured to about the dangers that I'm creating by going about my normal life while these people are free no, to produce No, but what if this movies. is about, yeah, but what if this, what if this is about, oh, I see what you're saying. You're right. Yeah. But um, what if this is about the dangers of giving, uh, giving all of our power over to a it might faceless. Be. It might be like if it takes, if, if that is the, the point of the movie, I would be very receptive. I have my questions about what's coming out of Hollywood these days, but we'll see. Maybe <laughs> it might be, might be worth a watch. I'm sure I well, love the Hollywood. Cringe. Didn't do nothing wrong. Ever. Uh, so I'm told. <laughs> all right. Just past two hours. We are all finished up. Let's, uh, let's catch up with, um, with our chatters. Okay. I'm, my baby's crying. I'm going to go feed her. Um, okay, I was at Myrna. You... Do you want me to read a few? While yeah, just, uh, I don't have it highlighted where I need to pick up. Um, so Benjamin, the rogue black rifle coffee came out against being associated with Kyle. They pulled their advertising from the blaze. We did talk about that. That's sort of true. It was true for like a minute. <laughs> and then, yeah. But that's again, that's black rifles fault. Cause they gave the impression that they were pulling their advertising. Yep. So I bought PN. Yeah says insert charmingly good humored snark here keep on safe spacing thank you we appreciate that oh well thank you very kind mr ribby please tell all of your houston area oops sorry please tell all of your houston area viewers to be sure to update your google spreadsheet with their contact information because i because i plan to organize an event in december okay there you go houston we have in houston i don't know uh houston viewers uh the contact page of my website has information where you can find other houston uh other Houston viewers with whom to build community. Thank you as well. I am Mr. not going to be niggardly. All right. All I'll right. be back in like 10 minutes. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, hold on. Oh, here we go. All right. Lost track of where I was in the software for a moment. Um, okay. Uh, boogeyman nine one seven says, thank you both for giving us the sanity safe space. Cheers. Well, thank you for keeping us on the air. Uh, Fataku says, I can't post the link in the chat, but if you want a video of Blonde's new dash in action, simply search in YouTube for Hitler speedometer. Um, you know, I can 
see maybe when blonde comes back i can see if i can find that so maybe we could give it a play before we get out of here i do want to see the uh i do want to see those arms in action for sure incompetent hand says in china um baiju i don't know how to pronounce that word baiju means white left uh controlled by emotion while the japanese built a creepy prosthetic to simulate holding a girl's hand calling a for a full audit for those uh, rankings, thank thankful for you too. I did see the the fake hand, the fake female hand that you're supposed to hold. That's very dystopian uh, crap. Jimmy says uh, Matt Parker is wrong. This is uh, the challenge to Dr. Shiva. A drop in the right side of Trump's plot would not be an increase in the left side of Biden's plot. You would expect to have the same shape but vertically shifted, which I guess is kind of what happened, right? Because his uh, his y-axis was not the same in both charts. I, I wish I had, well, I suppose I could uh, take some time and, and dig into this, but I, um, yeah, I'm not, I just want people to be aware of the challenge. My intent is not to tell you who's correct or who's incorrect. Cause I haven't put the time to make that decision. Um, but yeah, I, I, I point taken that I do want to emphasize for people. It's not as though one person is the decisive winner here. You should listen to both guys and uh, make up your mind. If you're interested in that topic, Hitch Wagster says, stand up maths, Totally misses the point. The Biden plot is literally the same data. Trump vote is just not a Biden vote. Of course, it's the same. There you go. Uh, Sore loser says, now we got a battle. Jimmy, you're wrong. The way the Biden plot is graphed, it's flipped on the x-axis. They cancel. So here, the debate, the debate rages. And I can't pretend to have a uh, definitive definitive, uh, opinion on this. Glad to see people battling it out, though. Swiftner Braveheart says, Blonde, regarding your family member experience, sounds like she met a true-believing, modern, uh, schmazy simp. Of course it would have been. Uh, of course it would have to be a probably white-libbed herd to mansplain aggressively at her. YouTube. Um, presumably. Oh, you're back. Sorry, I didn't see you. You're back very quickly. Oh, so, I'm downstairs um, and my baby's... I had you muted, uh, but oh. now you're back. Um, I went out downstairs and my baby is taking a bottle and is watching football. I'm like, I don't like any wow. of this. Wow, that, that's dad's influence right there. He's taking control. <sighs> this has to end Unbelievable. Now. She's definitely going to become a lesbian. A lesbian, <gasps> uh, Muslim, transgender person because of this conditioning. <laughs> I, I hate this. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, so you heard the commentary about the person who accosted your family member in Colorado. I only understood half that. What, what was the first part? So it says, regarding your family member experience, sounds like she met a true believing modern schmazy simp. What's schmazy? I don't know what that is. That, can I say I that know. word? Of course, it would have to probably be a white lib turd to mansplain aggressively to her. Well, it was a ski resort, so that's a pretty safe bet. It was a white person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, this is Laurel. I stand accused of being too emotional about what's happening, but I have difficulty imagining what the country will be like in just a few weeks. Am I wrong to have some anxiety here? No, I mean, people are like, ooh, you're so blackpilled. It's like, well, I'm also super prepared for what's happening as, right. you know, emotionally prepared as I can be, all things considered. But I do believe that this is America's toast. I mean, we're, we're, we're screwed, right? We're, I don't think that there's anything wrong with having a, uh, with having a worried or pessimistic outlook. I think, but I do think that if you do, you should translate that into productivity. And I know that Laurel is, I know Laurel's probably one of the most prepared people in our audience. One of the most prepared people we know. So as long as you're, as long as you're not just curling up into a ball and not doing anything productive, I think you're fine. And I don't know, yeah. knowing Laurel to the degree that I do, I don't think that she would do that. 
So uh, I'm, I'm sure she's in it, uh, in it to the end, no matter what the end may be. I, I just don't understand people that are like, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, there'll definitely be challenges, but I, I'm I look, I, I look forward to the challenges. I'm not leaving. Um, I'm not leaving the stream. I'm not leaving the platform that we have. And I am not leaving the effort to change minds anytime soon. So always eager for that challenge. Uh, Fisher said, did you see Crowder's video examining upwards of 170,000 votes in Michigan that aren't tied to registered voters? If so, any thoughts on the supposed irregularity? Also, Matt, any plate carrier recommendations? Um, I was watching that stream when we had to start our stream. I genuinely believe that this level of voting fraud has occurred, but I just don't think that we're going to be able to do anything about it, even if we're able to prove it. I haven't seen Crowder's video, but that sounds a lot like what Rudy was saying, that there were requests for absentee ballots that weren't um, properly documented can't properly be tied to a registered voter. So perhaps that there's some truth to that. We'll see. And um, if you're curious about plate carriers uh, or plates in general, I they're you know, just like anything uh, that is um, you know, gun related or preparedness related. It's often in short supply right now. I have found one manufacturer that is making a good package. That's a pretty good deal to my satisfaction. So if you're interested, send me an email and I can send it your way. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, we we can uh i just hesitate to do like on-air promotion necessarily because um yeah it's the the company that I, to which i've been referring people i think the product that i got is good but they're new to manufacturing ammo that's the only qualifier and i don't want to send people to a place that might not that, that's a new product that might not necessarily work out or might have some problems that's the only reason i hesitate if it's something that you're trusting your life to i just really want you to make that informed decision and i don't want to make recommendations loosely so just send me an email Mr. Cyanide, everyone, please quit spouting the Sidney Powell claims. They are the weakest arguments, which have no standing in court. They're possibly true, but there's no way you can collect enough evidence in time. Maybe that's the real thing. Yes, possibly true, but they are the least provable. Yeah. And that's why the Trump campaign is distanced themselves from from Sidney Powell. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Jet puffed blonde and I once made love. I put my Capitol Hill into her autonomous zone and shots were fired. Oh, wait, that was just Matt in drag again. No homo. Sounds like major homo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Omar Santana says, hey, blonde, I went to church voluntarily for the first time today, and I learned that Jesus didn't teach the church about acoustics. Mm. Mac, (laughs) go to church already. He'll come around. Uh, Perhaps. I mean, like I said, I'm open minded on these things. Uh, Now that my life is settling down a little bit more, 2021, I think, is going to just be more personally settled for me than 2020 was. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely considering my options. Polaris 589, Trump is going to need an act of God to win this election. That's why God is sending angels from Africa right now. You know, all angels come from Africa. Don't the you perfect know? perfect saints that we saw in the, uh, in the cut true. video. It's true. You can only be saved by a black tranny. It's, it's God's edict. <laughs> R2 didn't give um, herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes down with little wings and in her... <laughs> <laughs> I just got a visual of that. Uh, Michael Buck, wife just gave birth to a beautiful, healthy, white supremacist baby boy Tuesday evening. We're curious if Blonde is interested in considering an arranged marriage in the future. I don't know. See, my my best friend Robin has a son that is about Emmeline's age, but that means that Emmeline is about 10 years too old for somebody her own age, right? Uh, 10, 10 years? I know you and I have been like... 10 years. I definitely, I, yeah, I mean, I think that our view on the age gap is a little different, although I do share the belief that in general, uh, 
men should be older than their spouses, but not always. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not an always thing, but for me, at least I would want to be older than my spouse, but tens a lot. I don't know. It's not 30. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I'd feel, I guess it depends at what age you meet too. Like 30 and 30 and 20. That's, that's a pretty big gap. That's good. I suppose it, it narrows just, as you get older though. I guess there's no hard rule on this. It's just, you need to be kind of in the same life stage. Uh, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Mm. It's, it's like you have to have the same goals in the same life stage. I guess the reason I would hesitate so much is because women that young are most often in my experience, they're not long-term goal oriented. They're not in the mindset of having a family and committing to a marriage. They're in the mindset of getting drunk at the bar yeah. and hooking up with randos. Then their parents have done fucked up. That's Probably. All I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll consider it. Send application to blonde at the belly of the beast at gmail.com. Um, Jenny Neekum says his entire year has been shit for the birds. Just saying. <laughs> I know. Characterization. It's been yeah. Except for the baby. I, I, it's just been dog shit this year. Elijah work grow. Uh, work gal. Work grow. Is that what I just said? Sorry, dude. Sorry. Uh, just learned biggie, <laughs> biggie, big balls. I'm sorry. Death was as big a sham as this election, and he has proof Hillary Clinton personally voted 120,000 times. He'll be submitting his evidence with Sidney Powell on the next Colin show. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, Mr. Cyanide says, Viva Fry and Matt Barnes have discussed the Sidney Powell claims at length. I recommend that you listen to the chat. Um, in short, Barnes says Powell is causing the Trump case much damage. I have heard so many good things about Viva Fry and Barnes. I've heard so many good things about them and I still have not familiarized myself stream. with their content. Yeah, they do a good stream. They're live usually before we are. Uh, oh, which really? creates, you know, creates difficulty for me to participate in live, but they they know what they're talking about and they they work well together and they have uh informed opinions for sure. So, um Viva Fry and Robert Barnes if people are not familiar, check out their show. Um Derek Finley, my boy. Both. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, my boy Trump had a clear shot at the second term, but he took an he took an <laughs> algorithm to the knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems so. So close. Sinek 8. This reminds me of that Green Party recount in 2016 where that old cunt did a recount in the swing states, raised money through donations, then took the money and ran. Hmm. Who might you be referring to? The old to? Jill Stein. The old Jill Stein. <laughs> yeah. She's behind Sidney Powell somewhere. Yep. Christoph Harper. Sydney's a plant or a stooge puppet. She's there to go so far over the top that no one will believe the real fraud or cheating. That's an interesting take. Hmm. Hasn't so she a, done some good things in her life, though? Hasn't she, uh, you know, doesn't she have some I only know her from remnant. the Flynn case. And she seems to have done a good job with the Flynn case. I think she came in late uh, to it, right? She can't. There was I, something else she had done. Let me know in the live chat. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just know I mean, that she has her, credibility from something outside of the Flynn case. I just mm. can't remember what it is. Um, Andrew Brick, regarding Powell's strategy, if you undermine trust in the election process to a sufficient degree, you increase the chance of getting election integrity reform, like voter ID. I'm sick of all this 4D chess shit. Like, nobody ever pulls through on that. I if don't know, this, Andrew. I hope you're... If this uh, election lawsuit strategy is uh, 4D chess on the part of Trump, um, it's going to be legendary. <laughs> super listen, legendary if he's several moves ahead of all of us instead of a few moves behind where he needs to be in disorganization uh yeah that uh, i that that's again it's one of those cases where i can't wait to be wrong i want to see that happen. oh i know 
I will, will publicly uh, flog myself. I'll, I'll have a live stream of me just flogging myself. I'll do it. It'll be, we should just, um, I mean, it would be a great stream. We could do an entire stream of people roasting us and I would happily submit because cool. we deserve it at that point. But yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, Mark Wiseman, Dr. Shiva's video countering Matt Parker's conclusions. He suggested that Parker's critique was motivated by colonial racism. Ugh. That alone was enough for me to dismiss Dr. Shiva. Parker's Australian. What? I, I didn't that hear true? that part. I don't know. I didn't hear all of Dr. Shiva's follow-up stream. So maybe that claim is in there. Let's see. Uh, John Bounds. I just want to say happy Turkey Day. Here in Texas, everyone is laughing at the idea of anyone adhering to government guidelines within your own home. Hope your neighbors are doing the same. Yep. Good. Definitely. I mean, are, are you guys are getting together for Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yeah, but my family, you know, we're going to go visit my parents and, but my family here in Montana is very small. It's basically my wife and me and my parents. So we wouldn't have a big gathering regardless, but if I did live more conveniently, I mean, maybe on principle, I should travel much, much farther this year to just to have a big gathering. Uh, but we're not going to do that. So we're not going to run a, we're not going to run into problems with the state regardless. I will have 11 people staying at my house. Does the Idaho governor have a problem with that? I imagine not, but I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't even look into it because I am going to do it anyway. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct care. answer. Don't even bother looking it up. Yeah. Uh, guy says there was never an audit in Georgia. Um, the SOS lied through his teeth. Uh, I guess I have. There was I, never an audit in Georgia. I guess there was a recount. There was the claim. The idea in Georgia was that um, the, uh, uh, a statistically significant portion of the the ballots were going to be That's right, yeah, audited. Yeah. That was the idea to the point. I didn't follow up to verify the authenticity of, of the claim. I've taken the secretary of state at his word. What is established too, is that the, the signatures were not audited. The signatures have not been evaluated. And as Rudy Giuliani explained in the press conference, I don't know exactly what the structure is in Georgia. So I don't want to overstate, but in many cases, your signature is on your uh, the envelope on the ballot. The signature is evaluated upon receipt of the ballot. If you evaluate the signature as accurate, as fair, and then you toss out the ballot or you toss out the envelope and the ballot is now separated from the envelope, there's actually no way to identify or maintain uh, the connection of that ballot to that signature on the envelope. So that would be part of the issue potentially i'm not exactly sure what the process is in georgia but I, I guess they have a way to actually look at the signatures retroactively and that's that's what they oh, want to okay. do mac grundle i know that's not what your name is but i'm, I'm gonna call you that mac uh to be oh he gave us a big donation though so now i'm i should call him by his real name and not my mocking <laughs> mac grundle um to be fair there's a lot more wall down in southwest new mexico than there was a few years ago i mean yeah he made some progress on the wall and i heard i saw somebody in the live chat say like blonde is mad that he didn't get rid of all of the immigrants yeah <laughs> i am not going to be niggardly correct i would say that's the correct answer yeah and the h1b <laughs> visa thing really pissed me off i mean the the illegal immigration was it not is like a drop in the bucket in terms of resource allocation uh compared to h1b visas and people that are here legally uh, it's like no he, he needed to deal with this in the four years that he had and not just assume that he was going to have more time um he didn't do nothing but he didn't do most of the stuff that i wanted him to esoteric unbound if dominion system has the reported security flaws it's like mail-in ballots it's just begging for fraud if we just accept and move on such fraud will become the defining factor in all future elections yes but we've already lost our credibility i mean this has just uncovered the existing issues we've, we've had with our voting system it's made a mockery of us to the entire world we're not a serious country 
anymore. We're going to have to have some serious reforms to to earn that credibility back uh, just in the mind of the American voter. Uh, you know, yeah. whether we're a serious country to the on the world stage or not, I don't know. But I don't think that our voting system is a serious voting system in the eyes of many. And mm-hmm. that's a problem when people don't trust yeah. in the integrity of their systems. They don't um, they don't uphold those systems. They don't abide by them. And if we don't actually have a process that we all believe in and we share. You don't. Yeah, you don't have a structure for your society and things get very chaotic. And all of a sudden you can do whatever you want to your enemies to win. And that's what happens. The Stellan Hispanic best part of the new COVID lockdown in New York and New Jersey um, are all my friends who got a non who got non teaching jobs at a college now are either scared or unemployed with their only skill blowing smoke up someone's butt. <laughs> yeah, there will be some positive. So there there are some silver linings to this. Hmm. Oh, Anthony Brian Logan's in the live chat. Hello. Um, he said if we give up ABS? now, then it's over. That's true, ABL. I mean, I know, but I just feel like, like it's over. So I don't, I don't know what to I do. Mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not giving up and saying don't bother pursuing the investigations or filing the lawsuits. They should definitely continue doing that. Absolutely. I'm just saying my faith in the organization and the theories and the evidence that we'll get to see eventually is not, it's not very high right now. Like it's, it's, it's at its lowest level since all of this uh, has been developing. Bubble says I'd have uh, I'd say having one concise legal pathway in different states is nearly impossible to do um, due to differences in laws. Biggest thing I say in their favor favor would be all countries, all counties with over 100 percent voter turnout. I, I agree. That's why I'm that so surprised. Is, yeah, that's their strongest evidence that that was somewhat buried for Rudy, that that if you can show that mathematically, there is no good explanation for it. The only explanation is what sort of fraud was this that created that? Why that doesn't appear to be being pursued in the courts is another question. If it's so obvious and it should be obvious if he has the math to say 200% overvote, 300% overvote, that math came from somewhere. Where are those numbers show the courts, those numbers and eventually us, but I don't think anybody's seen them yet. I'm having a hard time reading these because my computer is so far away from me. Appreciate you, uh, everyone's patience because we're still having, you know, lag and sync issues with this new system. That has Google it been this using. whole stream? It's kind of going in and out. So we'll have to figure it out on our own time. Oh, how you annoying. Know, I hate watching streams where people are desynced. It's so annoying. It, it's kind of going in and out. It's it's it has like right now it's fine. But point oh. is, thank you, Google and YouTube for throwing weird changes at people on a moment's notice and not saying anything <laughs> and making things less functional than they were before. Always appreciate it. Awesome. And of course, we, really appreciate it, yeah. we will uh, test our systems this week. See if we can get that back under control. Harv Prentice. Um, if this obvious fraud gets swept under the rug, I will never vote again. I will also start left turning on red among other things. That is an excellent <laughs> point. No, I mean, people are going to disregard the, the law. Yeah. Because why should we adhere yep. to any legal system that allows this amount of corruption to govern it? That's a that's a great metaphor. I, I mean, whether you're talking about literally causing car crashes or just the metaphor for listen, if we don't agree with the structural systems we've created, if we don't if we don't um, buy the integrity of those systems, why would anyone participate? And what sort of chaos does that create if we don't participate? I love that metaphor. That's a good yeah. one mh3d says happy birthday amber happy birthday amber 
Uh, Jason Hunt, please watch the Viva Fry and Barnes live stream that they did earlier tonight. Barnes specifically knows election law and knows why the Trump team is dropping Powell. There's a white pill there. I hope that's true. I actually will listen to it tonight. I, it's it's high time that I become acquainted with their content. I've heard such good things about it. Yeah, Barnes knows his stuff, and he is keen on some of these uh, legal strategies that we certainly would not be. So uh, I would I will happily have a listen as well. Hassan, chop on the bright side of Biden presidency will be indistinguishable from a third term Bush. I suppose. Ugh. Yeah. Rough. Randy Beans, look up at uh, Ethan Gibbs, inventor of TrueVote systems. Is that what that says? Yeah. Um, his system offered a receipt and an audit trail. Unfortunately, he died in a traffic accident. Is that serious? That's probably that 100% true? true. I bet it is. That's how it always happens. Yeah, really. Um, Michael Anderson, there's a better analysis of ballot fraud at the VidMax website. Um, the article number is 199644. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh, he also yeah. says search the computer ge- computer geek at VidMark to see the data. Follow up on that one. Okay. Bubbles, I think the pressure is what's getting to some of Trump's lawyers. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, yeah. To be as fair to Sydney as possible, as one of the chatters said, if you if you believe that there is a scandal or a conspiracy on this scale, I mean, how many years would it take to build that case? And you're trying to do it in a week or two? I mean, probably not feasible. A dime short says, as always, catch you beautiful people tomorrow morning. Thanks for the Sandy safe space. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Esoterica Unbound, the reason for WH distancing from Powell, oh, White House distancing. I was thinking social distancing for some reason. From Powell <laughs> sure. is straightforward. She connected Dominion to the CIA, even if true calling that out is certain to put the USG bureaucracy into circle the wagons uh, mode. Deep state strikes again. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Loki 793. The Dems are already infighting. It seems like they will tear themselves apart. As for the reps, um, Trump has changed the base. If they want to keep them, they have to get rid of the Romneys and the Grams. Uh, yeah, the oh, party yeah. would be wise to pursue the Trump model instead of go like return to a Romney candidate. But we'll yeah. see. Parties are they frequently make unwise choices, so I won't be surprised. Let's try Romney again, 2024. Oh yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. Honest Joe Biden, a donation to the Botox fund, looking good blonde. You know. <laughs> I used to get Botox and you can't get it before for three months before you get pregnant. It only lasts for three months. So I haven't oh. had it in two and a half years. Oh. So this is what I actually look like. Wow. Actually look like. There you go. Yeah. I'm old, but no, I, I actually kind of appreciate that somebody thinks I've had Botox recently. I wish. Um, Mark Laflam. Laflam. Mark Laflam. I firmly believe Trump will get a second term, not because truth wins out or any of that because powerful people want some variety of civil war. And this is the best, the surest way to get it. Mm. Ah, God, I hope that's not true. Laurel says your audience has been a little testy tonight. So was mine. I think everyone is frustrated about the political stuff and everyone has COVID induced cabin fever. Rising unemployment doesn't help. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they were testy about my criticisms of Trump, which they usually are. People really, they feel like they've sacrificed a lot for him. And I, I did as well. Like we both of us have lost a lot of personal relationships standing behind Trump. Um, but that just should give validity to some of the criticisms here. Uh, and I think people really, really, really want to believe and want to hope that he's going to pull this off. Um, I just, I just don't have the faith. I don't have faith anymore. Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's a lot of people I know in respect who have pretty widely divergent views about what's going on right now. So I totally understand that people are uh, 
frustrated and I'm frustrated too. Like I I'm a, obviously I, I don't want a Biden presidency. I would like some clarity. I, I, what frustrates me most in life yeah. actually is uncertainty and, and just living in a, a state of disorder or chaos. Mm-hmm. And as far as our, our presidency is concerned, that's what it feels like right now. Obviously there's an outcome that I would like to see, but just the disorder and chaos itself, I find very, uh, uncomfortable and and frustrating yeah when there's a definitive answer i feel like i'll have a partial sigh of relief at least because we know now we know what the state of things is and we can right. strategize according to whatever that may be um mufisto i'll have to come back and watch this later but here's a tip for the best duo i know on the net thank you oh thanks um esoteric unbound uh brc earned this controversy they market their merch based on lots of weposexual eroticism <laughs> It's a good uh, term, I guess. It was inevitable that an event like this was going to be tied to them. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I, I, it's not even... I, the, the, the thing that bugs me the most is their inconsistent messaging. It's just saying they were, tie, they were cutting ties, but then not cutting ties. Mm-hmm. Generally, I can respect principles, even principles I disagree with, if you stick to them. The thing that's the least respectable is putting your finger in the wind and wavering and deciding what you think the mob wants you to do. Don't do that. Pick something that yeah. you stand for and stand for it. And in certain respects, they didn't do that in this case. Um, this is cloud nine ninja. Uh, I think you're gonna have to take over some of these cause I am sure straining. Uh, they're totally cogging out. The CEO put out a video where basically said we employ vets and love the constitution while refusing to even say his name. Remember the little poem about saying nothing there. It's definitely some CYA stuff over there. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I could see the argument that to the extent that they have branded themselves as a second amendment, uh, pro gun, pro everything about this type type, uh, brand, that they should be uh, sticking up more for the principal and for themselves. Certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark F says breaking updated eight twenty three. Kaboom governor and secretary of state in Georgia took money from China to steal the election from, from Trump. Uh, I too am tired of losing hope. I, I, I don't know the source on that or, but I guess this is some of the stuff that Sidney Powell was saying like, Oh, the, the, the secretary of state and the governor in Georgia have been bought off by nefarious forces to be in cahoots with dominion to rig, uh, if the evidence is there, I will consult it. Uh, Jenny Bath says uh, the black rifle stuff seems to be the fault of the journalists spreading disinformation to get a story out first. That could be it too. It could be the Salt Lake Tribune's misrepresentation. Fair point. Uh, fair point. That's true. Yeah. Hopefully they'd never do anything like that with something important like an election. <laughs> never, never. Aladdin's nightmare says, why is it that everyone seems to have forgotten that you can just get a virus uh, via your eyes? The masks are useless just a control mechanism and you didn't uh, finish my last chat. Oh, sorry about that. But uh, thank you for supporting the show. Remember, but there was some of that uh, goggle terrorism back in the spring too. Remember when I think Fauci said at one point, you're supposed to wear goggles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just a full welding but meet mask. and bang people from Tinder. That's fine. Oh but yeah. He <laughs> wear goggles. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Son of the wolf says I've been watching uh, or I've been seeing people wearing two masks, a surgical one under their cloth masks, and some even wearing those stupid face shields that attach to glasses like morons. Have you seen the one that goes around the neck and flips up and down? I've seen that one too. Just smash it into somebody's face. Double mask. Wear all the masks. (laughs) Mac Grendel says uh, uh, mask making lobby. They're creating their own demand. Oh yeah. Maybe it's maybe big mask is uh, in on the scam here to get it just to, just to cash in. Could be a thing. 
uh, manifestation of imagination says uh, you missed the the mask joke rifleman's creed well no I, I mentioned the rifleman's creed but that's the thing it's not it's not a joke that guy's serious as far as i understand unless i'm missing it but i'm pretty sure that guy's serious he's modifying the rifleman's creed with masks because he's that serious about masks unless i've missed something maybe i did but that's my understanding of what that was Bobby Collins says conspiracy time. The Marine motto doctor's name is Faust, like Faustian bargain. If you don't know what that is, Google it now. It's a, a, generally a deal with the the devil, right? It's been a, a while since I've uh, read the, uh, what is it, a play, right? I know yeah. I've read it at some point, but uh, a pact whereby a person trades something of supreme moral or spiritual importance, such as personal values or the soul, for some worldly or material benefit, such as knowledge, power, or riches. Okay, yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Um, Cave Toad says, don't be nervous, be pissed. They turned the violence to normalized. Now they're turning a mask mandate to the law when they have no right to do it. Legislatures make laws. Compliance fails us all. Yeah, uh, uh, that's one thing. Uh, like when I was talking about the Alito speech this week, I think that's such an understated piece of the constitutional challenges that all of this coronavirus crap has created. It's one thing for a legislature to pass a law that may be constitutionally suspect. In most cases, if not all, we're seeing legislatures punt that responsibilities to go- that responsibility to governors who in turn punt it to the Fauci's of the world. They're not elected. They're not part of the legislature. They have no constitutional authority to create law. I understand that there are such things as emergency circumstances and legislatures create laws to give governors power to act quickly when they need it in an emergency. But it, is an emergency supposed to last from March until November? <laughs> I is don't that, know. It lasts however long they, they want it to last. Yeah, it seems so. Uh, sl- um, oh, um, Bree says the monoclonal antibodies that cured Trump are now in use in Louisville and are being shipped all over the country by UPS tonight. If anyone needs hospitalization demand, they give them uh, immediately. They don't have to work uh, or no, they don't work if you wait. I haven't heard about that, but uh, maybe there's some more treatment on the way. Then. Slosher says, uh, I saw a study once that showed seatbelts don't save lives on net because it makes people feel safer. So they drive more dangerously, which leads to more accidents. I bet it's similar with masks. I've never heard of that, but it's maybe I don't I don't know uh, whatever's going on with the masks. Um, the other thing, of course, it's possible maybe they do reduce the spread in the way that they're advertised. But as we discovered in that study, we're all people. You touch your face all the time. When you're wearing a mask, you take your mask off, you put it in your pocket, you set it on surfaces. You go to a restaurant, you take it off your face to eat. What else does it touch? Those are other factors that have to be considered along with whether your, your particles are penetrating the cloth or not. Um, Mr. Uh, Jacob says, Mr. PP slicer, man, <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Mr. P.P. Slicerman, W.H. Kellogg, did a study on masks in 1919 for the Spanish flu. He simulated incomplete coverage by putting clay noses over the Petri dishes. He decided it wasn't worth it. Hmm. New, news to me. Interesting. Jonathan Preziosi? Sorry if I'm Preziosi. butchering that. Uh, we can start by protesting masks while convincing people it will do nothing by starting... Uh, by starting protests where we eat bean tacos and start farting right in front of every Karen forcing masks and then ask, can you smell the BS? I like it. I like it. It's a comprehensive plan. Sounds a little involved, but, um, Swiftner Braveheart, um, South Dakota, last free state in Republic 
and still Quisling. Is that what that says? Oh my God. I'm so blind. Matt, Quisling? what are your ARs? Yeah. That's what, it says. what are yeah. your AR zero preference? A whole bunch of numbers. You're going to have to read this. Sorry. So the different ways you can different distances at which you can calibrate the optic for your rifle to be accurate at that distance. So you're saying 50 or 50 slash 200 yards police use 25, 300 uh, meters, uh, which is what the army uses 36, 300 Marine Corps and some others. Um, I, I just go with a 50 yard zero on my optics. Most of the time I'm not running a high magnific like a highly magnified optic or anything like that. I just enjoy plinking at the range and I want to have weapons that are going to defend me if I have to be defended, if I have to defend myself. So I'm not a super high accuracy person. I'll calibrate them at 50 yards. And uh, if they're, you know, if they're landing on a small steel target, that's good enough for me because I just want to have fun. And I want to know that they're going to be landing on center mass if I need them to land on center mass. So uh, I would be the wrong person to ask because I don't I just don't care about precision shooting that much. So I, you know, I have not uh, thought about the intricacies of which, which zero methods I would like. 50 yards, call it good. That's my strategy. Uh, uh, Jay Edgar, she may have stuffed her face with the fruits of European labor, but she's definitely stuffed her face with the fruits of African loins. <laughs> Returning uh, to our woman from the, uh, the cut segment, of course. Jemima the Hutt. I was proud of that one. <laughs> that, was, that's uh, a good one. We got another good one right here. Kind uh, of Derek good. Finley little awkward but oh yeah. poca heftis needs to jog more she doesn't look like she's in prime jogging or looting shape i, I will say that poca heftis that's pretty good poca heftis i like it a uh, cave toe not the greatest series of movies but everyone should check out atlas shrugged iron rand saw it decades ago yeah we talk about this all the time but we're both ashamed that we haven't read uh, god have i read any Ayn i have rand. some iron rand on the shelf that i have not uh that I've not gotten into. So yeah, I need to read more for sure. Um, Yukon Don. I'm way past the point where I think we need to be forming huge howling mobs and dragging people out of their offices and stringing them up publicly. Guess I'm a mite black pilled. I, mm. um, no comment. I, I can't, I can't touch this. I've said basically <laughs> that on the show though. That's Susan bait for sure. <laughs> it is Susan Thank bait, you, but you know, Don. they should be afraid of us. Long Don John, South Australia update. The lockdown was a knee-jerk response to a lie to contact tracers and has since been oh, yeah. heavily relaxed. Don't expect compensation from the state government or punishment for the liar. It was though. something what? about how a guy like said he had coronavirus and went to a pizza restaurant, but it turned out that he didn't or something like that. I didn't follow up on all those details. Uh, but yeah, the fact that it was based on a lie makes it even more Australian. In the, like, God, God bless you all down under. I, I, for as much as I bitch up here, it's been even more absurd down there. I know. Do you want to take the next uh, one? Yeah. Mark uh, Watson Square Hoop says, if I visit my brother in Pennsylvania, we're supposed to wear masks indoors. After initially including athletes, the governor rolled over into a, rolled over in a day for the Steelers, Penn State, and the Eagles. Essential business. I noticed the, um, the governor of Minnesota did that too. Sports are banned unless you're professional. Why? I can't play yeah. recreationally, but they can play professional football. Why? Okay. Well, uh, nobody's following that crap in Pennsylvania. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. Tori D says funny that the Irish didn't cry for centuries about racism. <laughs> I, I can't. The rest is Susan bait. All right. You <laughs> Thank goblin. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. Under understatement. 
uh, says Ellis and Wood are saying that Sydney's departure was planned. And when does Trump fire people quietly? Fair point. I didn't see the tweet saying Sydney's a big stupid idiot who shouldn't have been on the team ever. It seems strategic like they want to go harder than Trump can go without a conflict of interest. Well, maybe. Maybe there's something to it. To your point, it didn't have the trademarked Trump firing tweet. Holden Mulray says blonde algorithms sometimes are based on a set of initial operating conditions and can be broken if these are exceeded by the data sets. I recall this happened with Mm -hmm. the hedge fund with the hedge fund LTCM in the 1990s. So, yeah, I'm not an expert on this sort of thing. uh, But if you I, I think what he's getting at is if you build an algorithm with a baseline set of assumptions and those assumptions are broken, the algorithm might be broken. Ah, okay. I think is what he's getting at. Hit uh, uh, Andy. No, Hitch and Andy. Thanks for supporting the show. Brittany uh, says, Sydney Powell has a .org site called Defend Defending the Republic. I guess she's defending the people, not the campaign. Jenna Ellis also posted an update on Twitter clarifying. Great show, y'all. Well, I haven't seen Jenna Ellis's tweet. Um, and, and Sydney Powell did say, I'm still pursuing my legal actions on behalf of the people. I just, I just don't understand why she's featured at the podium of the Trump campaign event and then distance from three days later. Uh, that, that to me reeks of disorganization and poor planning. So we'll have to see what the thinking there was. I'm a psychopath says black pilled as F still love you guys. Powell was giving me hope, but not feeling it. I'm hurting financially big time because of the Rona and other political ba- uh, BS. Maybe have to tell you on the call in show. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you for supporting the show. All the best to you. Uh, no matter what your political frustrations may be, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Consider it your your obligation to enjoy your friends and family and the food rather than worry about the politics. I hope you'll do that. And, and thanks for keeping us on the air. Much appreciated. Aaron Molo says, whoever put weed killer on that lady's lawn forgot the R. It actually read Tump. I, th- I thought it looked like that when they or paid rump. over it. Yeah. yeah, I have to go back and look maybe. But yeah, maybe they did forget the R. I guess I didn't see it. It wasn't it wasn't the best handwriting. It wasn't great. Bartman dude says the obvious reason that Susan does uh shut doesn't shut down your channel is because you are the only one that uses the correct pronunciation of her last name. Thank you both for the sanity safe space. Yes, Susan Wiki Wiki. Never forget. The uh uh, Mark Duquesne says, even if ballots aren't connected to the signed envelopes, we can still get a count of how many fraudulent ballots came from this form of cheating facts to justify disqualifying the election. Okay. F- yeah. Fair point. Maybe you can take that, that uh, route. Uh, deck. Wow. Says Matt, now that we see what our purpose or now that we see what our government, the sole purpose to protect the rights of our people thinks of our right to be governed by consent. What do your principles uh, now say about acting thoughts? Well, I mean, I share the principles of the founders that, that governments, yeah, to your point, it's only legitimate purpose is to defend the rights of the people at their consent. If it fails in defending their rights, if it fails to act um, according to their consent, then government loses its purpose to exist and its removal is morally justifiable. That That's what I would say on principle. Is that me advocating any particular action? No. Um, but I, but I will say that the moral conditions which give the government legitimacy are being violated. And that does raise important questions that we have to answer as a society, especially as we go further down this road. It doesn't appear that it has any intent or desire to correct or return to not just its founding principle, um, on which this country is built, but the moral principle, the idea of what gives government moral legitimacy. 
in an objective sense, not just what Thomas Jefferson thought, not just what uh, George Washington thought or any of them, but the, the, the observable truth, the observable moral truth about the world that we all have inherent rights, inherent to our humanity that government is enshrined to protect. If we lose that, then yeah, um, things get bad, no doubt. Refer to blonde for what the proper course of action in that case is. Oh, you know, people know They're, they'll get there on their own. Yeah. Saint says, my sister-in-law just made masks a thing at Thanksgiving and I think I'm out. I don't think I can do it. Have a good night. And remember, Mozambique isn't a place that is a useful pattern. Yeah, really. <laughs> I haven't heard a good Mozambique joke for a while. Why um, is it that it's always somebody's bitch wife that's making all these Thanksgiving decisions? Hmm. It's just like, also tell your brother to, to get this woman under control. Uh, if it happened to me, if someone said we, if they said you must wear a mask, I probably, man, I guess it would depend on what, what my relationship with my brother is like and what my brother says, but I, I no. would probably opt out because to me that you're telling me that you, you, you view me as an inherent threat. Like you view me as an inherent risk. And if you view yeah. me as an inherent risk, I'd rather just not, I'd rather not be there putting you at risk if that's the way that you view it. So I'd probably dip, but uh, you'll have to decide what your, what your personal relationships are like in that case. Bumbles says, I work in hospitals and around health compromised people. I mean, on ventilator, uh, on ventilator bad over this year with a few hundred patients, only a few, which you can count on your hands died from COVID. So I don't think it's as big of a deal uh, as of now. Um, yeah, thank you for, uh, the insight. It's always good to hear from people who have firsthand experience in treating these people. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not to say that there's no danger. It's not to say there aren't vulnerable people. It, it is to say that maybe we should think twice about completely upending our entire society and everything for which we stand in response to it. And our way of life, right? Yeah. The thunderstorm says YouTube MHWL productions, Yugen, Jugen, WW2 short film. It's a love story. Well, it's a world war two reference, so I can gather where this probably goes anyway uh just a there's one more it's jonathan preziosi oh, um trump did not distance himself it's part of the procedure she couldn't prosecute what she's talking about while legally representing trump she'll represent the people with her case i mean i hope you're all right but this all sounds like a big cope it sounds like a big cope to me everybody sounds like they're ODing on cope um but i hope you're right i hope i want i would love to be wrong about this Hmm. Have to be wrong. That's the last one. Uh, just a few. We'll catch up with uh, D Live and Streamlabs. We'll call it a night. Uh, over on D Live, Chubby Stubby says, uh, "My estimate, approximate, approximately two hundred of us at the Huntington Beach protest. So apparently he was there. Great. Here, that's good. Uh, thank you for the info, buddy." Says, <laughs> "Can I? Uh, is that hate speech? I don't know." We'll go with. He says, "African countries suck because they're in Africa." How about that? <laughs> Can I say that, Susan? I don't know. C2K says, Laurel needs to fly to the UK to share a beer with me. Maybe she would. You should ask her. Get in touch with her through her channel. Hang out in her uh, live stream. Ed's blog Twitter says, you heard it. Matt will happily submit. Always, of course. Uh, Chubby Stubby says, um, you see the Florida Holocaust Museum has George Flo a George Floyd exhibit. I haven't heard that, but maybe that's true. ETC2500, thanks for supporting show okay hop over to uh, Streamlabs and call it a night and gentlemen ah, do we have a few on Streamlabs? my baby's freaking out um yeah i'm I sure there's just a handful i can uh, i can i can say hi okay. to our Streamlabs listeners i will see you guys next 
Sunday then. Next right? Sunday. Yeah. And and uh, I'm sure I'll speak with you in the meantime, but happy Thanksgiving if not. And hopefully the Idaho governor doesn't come banging on your door. <laughs> yep. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Okay. Let's see. Um, Phil over on Streamlabs says the left has been stealing elections for decades by seeding the electorate with foreigners. Our faithless officials give paperwork to 1 million plus invaders every year. And I'm supposed to be worried about uh, Iran or Russia meddling in our elections. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, and now it's Venezuela too, I guess. It's all part of some plot by um, uh, the late Hugo Chavez, as far as I understand. But, um, but yes, fair point. Uh, Fritz Musterman says, question for Blonde and Matt regarding the Rona. How does a a quote-unquote trad person go about finding a quote-unquote trad spouse or significant other these days. Appreciate all both of you do much better than uh, Dim. <laughs> Biden has likely won duel. And a shout-out to Sticks and Razor Fist. Well, in fairness, I think that I might I might be a part of the Biden has likely won crew after this stream tonight. Not that I think that he won legitimately, just I, I have my doubts about proving otherwise in the courts uh, as a practical matter but yeah to your question about uh whether um about where to find a, a a spouse of similar values in the current uh in the current environment i mean normally of course i would advise uh social like social clubs or churches that share your values that's the ideal spot can you do that now i i hope that there are places of community or worship that are still active in wherever you live but they might be compromised i don't know um absent that if you have to stay in the digital world and online i mean you can start by it's not, it's not very common but there are females in our audience and people have found people have found their spouses through our audience you know you you can make online connections with people of similar values but no matter your approach whether you're doing it through a real life uh, community setting or whether you're searching online through a community like ours or someone else's or dating app or, or, or website, make finding those, those, uh, values, your priority state, put them out on the table right away. Make sure that you share goals. I'm talking like basically initial conversations. Don't waste time. I know we're all afraid of scaring that person away with serious talk, or whatever. Trust me, don't waste time in in, in thinking you'll talk about serious stuff later uh, that's useless because if you waste a bunch of time putting that off and then you find out that you don't actually share serious goals or philosophies down the line, you've wasted days, weeks, months worth of time. So no matter your strategy, I would advise just go with an all of the above strategy, regardless of what the lockdown conditions are. Try to meet people through real life social settings, try your hand at online, but never sacrifice your commitment to the purpose and to what you're looking for. Always stay true to that. And eventually that person will reveal herself or himself, whatever the situation is. And, uh, you know, if it's anything like the way it happened for me, the time that you lose faith, the time that you think it's all over might be the time that that person enters your life. So just keep, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open and, uh, pay attention and stay committed to what it is that you're looking for and good luck. Kim says, happy Thanksgiving, Matt and blonde. May you have a wonderful holiday with your families, even in 2020. There are blessings to count. I agree. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. And thanks for being a part of our community. Phil says, the truth is that Europeans will stand up for themselves sooner than Americans will because they are still proper nations. Ooh, 
They uh, still have enough ties to their land and people. We just have cheap consumer goods in Netflix. Hey, we have, uh, don't forget cuties on Netflix. That's something too. Now, I, w- I would hope that, um, I understand your point for sure. That said, I will never turn my back on the value of the values on which this country was founded. I think it's some of the greatest philosophy that the human mind has ever produced because I think it's true. I think it's objective truth. And I know that we have strayed a long way away from those truths many a time in recent years and recent decades. But, uh, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not throwing Europe under the bus. I'm just not throwing my country under the bus because I think that the ideals we're supposed to be pursuing are worth pursuing and that we should still uh, maintain our commitment to them. Kim said, uh, I work at a public school and I got an email saying that due to travel restrictions, anyone leaving the state has to get a negative COVID test or quarantine for 14 days upon coming back. Part of me wants to travel for Thanksgiving just out of spite. (laughs) I I share the same spirit. It's stuff I don't even want to do. It's like I was never a hugger, man. I don't I don't like hugging people or touching people really at all. I hardly enjoy hugging my own family. You know, it becomes a point of conflict because I'm not really a touchy feely guy when it's banned. When you tell me that I can't or that I'm a bad person for trying to shake someone's hand in public, all of a sudden I want to do I want to do that all the time. I want to make a point to firmly shake someone's hand longer than should be comfortable. I want to hug everybody. I, I share that mindset where if you tell me I can't do something like all of a sudden it becomes much more attractive. I have to do that thing now. So whenever happens, whatever you decide, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And I think we are all set, guys. Let me uh, just check up on YouTube real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, yeah, looks like we are all good. So thank you for hanging out with us tonight and uh, trying to make sense of the world. We'll see if we get more updates this week on the election challenge front. What's happening with Sidney Powell? I don't know. It's going to be kind of a short week because of the Thanksgiving holiday, of course. A reminder, we will be off Wednesday night due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but we hope that you and yours have a fantastic day. Uh, Don't pay attention to your governor. Enjoy your holiday, and we'll catch you back here on Sunday night, as always. Uh, Remember, if you'd like to listen to more of the show while we're gone, you can find that over on the audio platforms, including call-in show on demand among other things you might not find on youtube all the audio platforms are linked in the description as well as on the website you can uh, you can always send us an email as well email address is beauty and the beta at gmail.com we'll be back next sunday as always because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not made the press it is beauty and the beta have a great week and a happy thanksgiving 